And now, time out for parents. Featuring your host, renowned parenting expert, Dr. Boswell Oblivious, Ph.D., D.H.P., and G.A.S.B.A.G. Dr. Oblivious is the author of Discipline is for Dummies, the best-selling guide to letting your children raise themselves. Today, Dr. Oblivious is joined by his own children, Mumps and Rubella, who will demonstrate the effectiveness of... Uh, <coughs> who will demonstrate the effectiveness of the Oblivious approach to... Fantastic timing. We were about to start recording the episode, and as we were starting to talk, my internet immediately disconnected. Uh, I live in like a century-old building, uh, so it's got the commensurate water pressure and reliability of internet that one would expect. Uh, and it's great, and I love it. So there you go. Man, Brooklyn sounds so cool. You don't start talking, you, you fucking... <laughs> Yeah. Western pig boy. Yeah, Josiah. It takes you like twenty minutes to get to like anywhere where there's a semblance. There are more of- pigs than people in Iowa. You shut the fuck up. And and rent is a nickel, so you know. That's true. <laughs> I win on that one. Sorry, go oh, on. <laughs> you get the one. You get affordable rent. I got one. But what, yep. what, but you know what? You have affordable rent. Guess what we have? We have cats delicatessen. That's true. Cats. I have the ability, listen, can you walk to the corner and buy a gallon of milk for $6? Because I can. (laughs) I mean, I can. I mean, yeah, because I live near a gas station, so. Mm. Can you get yelled at by a very irate Greek man about what you want on your gyro? No, no, I can't get, uh, that's true. That's something I can only get if I go to the Greek Orthodox Church nearby. (laughs) See, there there you go. But if you go to New York and you go to just any stand that has a gyro, you will be, there will either be a very irate Middle Eastern man or a Greek man. Either way, they have a very thick accent in a food truck that is, their arm hair will get into your food and it will enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. They really okay. want to know what do you want on the gyro? Okay, and the answer is always lamb. Their anger makes the sandwich tastier. It does. That sounds does. good. I, I'm I'm sold on that. Have you ever overpaid for a Nathan's uh, a Nathan's hot dog before? I have. Uh, that's <laughs> wait. How much have you ever paid for a hot dog jackal? I mean, look, I'm I'm a fucking Mets fan. Of course, I have. <laughs> I, there, yeah. it's, it's the consummate experience of going to City Field. Is like you show up and it's like I want a hot dog. That'll be twelve dollars, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have I? I got pizza on the at Coney Island. Uh, yeah. During, in the summer for it was pizza hot dogs i was there with my family you know coney island does like summer stuff where they will shoot fireworks um right. and we were there to see it uh the pizza was uh was twelve dollars yes oh yeah right. yep. actually the most most recent fourth of july i did do the coney island thing uh they had a, a brooklyn cyclones game which is the mets minor league affiliate and uh Dope. it was actually really cool because at the end of the game um they were like okay the field's open come on down and you can sit on the field and watch the fireworks and they turned off all of the lights in the ballpark and we just watched the fireworks it was actually really cool i might do it again this it's, year i honestly like i i probably get to go to coney island again this year um because going like watching the fireworks on the beach oh my god that was so good like that there's i've never really had like a experience like that before i usually fireworks in new york what i'm used to is there's usually a neighborhood guy who gets illegal fireworks of course um oh yes who that was that was my independence day last the year before was uh just like everybody being out on like lawn chairs and just some guy having three thousand dollars worth of fireworks he bought from fucking pennsylvania (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, yep. That's usually how it goes. They go out of state. They drive it back into the city. Um, fireworks that are definitely illegal in probably oh, yeah. places other than the city too, because these will definitely take your hand off. There was last uh, last Fourth of July. There was a guy, uh, and we have dogs, so this is always a oh fun, yeah, a fun man with the dogs. Fourth of July happens, but man there was a guy who got a many many fireworks and he just decided to light them in the middle of the street yep it started off small but eventually he got one that looked like a rocket it beat like it, it was it went up to it like roughly sort of up to his waist oh great um and you could so and the way that he lit it was he took the lighter he lit it underneath and then he booked it as quick yeah. as possible <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah it lit up the sky and you could just hear the howls of dogs I mean, I, I think my favorite thing about like those Brooklyn block parties is every block has like the lady who is, you know what I'm talking about? Like the lady who's responsible for collecting the money, uh, who yes, is also yeah. the one who puts together like the picture of who knows what the hell is in that drink. Um, and everybody knows You're her. You're told everybody you can't have it. <laughs> That's a right. child, I was told That's I right. can't. No, no, you can't. This is a yep, grown-up yep, drink. Yep. It doesn't matter that it looks like it looks like juice. It's not juice. Don't drink it. <laughs> and it's like this: the same lady who also is going to be the one hiring the DJ, who's going to be the one who has a strangely close relationship with your uh, like local city commissioner, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's how they get away with it is, oh, you know, yeah, she's the no, one who's that, fixing it to make it all happen. There's, oh, the, I, I swear for like block parties, there's always like someone on your neighborhood knows someone in the city commission or so, like yep. they know some like a fit, like city official that could actually just let shit happen. Yeah, exactly. And for like stuff to actually be quarantined. That was like, as a kid, block parties were like a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, they were no. the best, like, especially because the way that we do it, we would do it is that um, uh, it would also double as like summer cookouts. So yeah. everyone mm-hmm. would be doing, everyone would be doing a barbecue and everyone had so much food mm-hmm. that it like, it was basically just like hopping from house to house of what kind of food do you want? That's so cool. See, I get nostalgic and become a boomer about that. Like, man, like back then before like computer shit and I was too inundated and depressed and I was just a little, a little kid running around with fate with, uh, I just got my face paint to look like Spider-Man at a, at a hot dog <laughs> in one hand. Yeah. I I a mean, hot dog th- in one hand. I had an ice cream sandwich in another. I was just having a grand old time. Every single kid on the block just imagining that they, in fact, are either Spider-Man or Derek Jeter, one of the two. <laughs> it was it was one of the two. It Why was not either, both? You were either a superhero or you were a basketball. Or no, was you were basca- a basketball. No, no, it was, you were a basketball. You said yeah, you yeah. Were, go back from yes. You were correct. you were actually you a basketball. Were a basketball. It was you either were a physical for basketball. me. Like for it, it felt like most people around me weren't really big. Like you watched football, but not real it, they weren't so much football fans it was more so uh basketball and baseball and baseball mm-hmm. the, the, right right it's the Mets. you said that you were a mets guy um, unfortunately yes yeah i'm i'm a yankees guy so i can't yeah. really say um we're we're we both suck yeah no it's been a rough few years for the yankees although i mean obviously when you were growing up the yankees were the fucking best so like yeah you still have those memories that you can go back to yeah my my granddad um 
on my mom's side, uh, he loved like er- any time that I would go over to grandma's house, like the Yankees, a Yankees game, either a new game, like an off season game was playing or like a past game was playing. There was always, always like a, an, a-, a Yankees game on in the background. And we always knew that that's, that's who we were, we were rooting for. Yeah. Now, even Yankees, if it wasn't the Yankees, yeah. we knew that some, the, the thing that to always keep in mind, no matter who it is, you root for them over the Red Sox. <laughs> so my experience yes, of like New York sports, cause New Jersey, if you don't know anything about New Jersey, New Jersey has no sports teams of its own. Uh, uh, th- th- this is a- New Jersey's devil's erasure and I will not stand for it. <laughs> we, we don't have a football team. We, we don't have a few. You have teams. two football teams. <laughs> what those? It's the New York giants and the New York jets. Those yeah, are, and they play those at are East Rutherford. They it's do, right there. Okay. All right. Look, Phil, you, New Jersey cannot have its own team. You share it with us. Yes, we have to share it with New York, and they're not called the Jersey Giants, which they should be. No, why would we do that? And then why would we let the redheaded stepchild of the the tri-state area? Because because Jersey Giants sounds like the result of a chemical spill. You know, it's (laughs) like most things in Jersey. Yeah, but but we should. You know, we have to like outsource our guys who are like. Oh, what the, what the, what the, did you see how those Yankees, oh, 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 do you see how they're playing? Oh, oh, it makes me sick. It makes me sick. We have to, we have to like, we have to like fucking outsource those guys. Now imagine you know if I mean? you had your own team and then they would be obsessed with that. You're welcome. You're welcome. You don't have to do that. We, you share it with us. Which yes, also, yes. Uh, I, uh, I'm a, a, I'm a, a Giants community. fan, and boy, that was a that, that was a rough that was a, that's, it's been a rough time being a Giants fan. You would get along with my dad really well. As long as it's either the Giants or the Jets, I know who I'm rooting for. Anyone else, I could give less of a shit about. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. But that but that's a broader t- New York. Uh, oh, sorry, Jose. Oh, Go I was going to say you can tell this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, no. There's nothing so, more Christian than, well, than New let York me, City. Let me do some of the the famous Philip uh, mental gymnastics, Josiah, to get us on topic because I'm good at this. So Le- lead us to lead us to the intro. You got this. Come so, on, come on. <laughs> so basically, if you think of you know, we have to share a football team. You know, us Jerseyites <laughs> with the New Yorkers, okay. mm-hmm. and when Ooh, you share, okay. you you become a community, and a community Ooh. is kind of like a family. And a family right. we should we should focus on. We should we focus should on focus families. On that. <laughs> we should focus on go. families. There we go. Welcome so, to Mammonburg, everybody. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But it's over and over. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. I've got to go to the right on the women's side. But it's over and over. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, all right folks so uh we're we're uh we're in mammonburg this is this is mammonburg we're all focusing on our families today in mammonburg yep. in mammonburg mm-hmm. it's focus on the family day we're, we're all sitting around and we're all chatting about family and uh each one of us has shaved our heads so that we look like vin diesel and we're wearing a black t-shirt yeah. and we've got the the silver mm-hmm, of chain. course and every one Not of us has up. lost or gained 60 pounds, respectively, to become Vin Diesel. So, you know, yep. and we're just kind of like <laughs> incoherently muttering the words family at each other and just like kind of like uh-huh. 
doing like the the met like the straight man's version of a hug where like they pull you really close and they like pat your back like a couple times and then they pull away and they're just like <laughs> you know we're family you know we're family we're all family here and the first member of the you know the family you know the first member of the family is Josiah over here member of the family yeah that's me and really it's the family that we should be focusing on josiah right you know focusing on the family (laughs) and then we have we have uh jackal over here hello hello you're over there and you're you're part of the family i am you know you're you're part of worse family yep and then over here over here we have josh I don't know why I decided to. My brain was you're, like, "Yes, a southern man." <laughs> so uh, over here we have Josh, so who is he is part of the. He's a new member of the family. The family. Oh, I am. Yes, welcome aboard. Uh, because oh, everybody, everybody's the family here. Because this is yeah. this is Vin Diesel. This is we're focusing on the family. Vin Diesel's. We did tell you family. before, but when you come to Mammonburg, you actually can't you become leave. part of. Yeah, you don't. Got leave it. Okay. Anymore, okay. Yeah. Well, I am. I am already obviously enjoying, uh, as as Phil pointed out, we are all next to each other right now. We're all seated mm-hmm. in really comfortable, uh, you know, lawn chairs. I'm looking <laughs> at all of you right in the eye. You're looking at me right in the eye, and we really feel like a family. I feel focused. it's a very intimate moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, there's just plates of nondescript ribs and and oh, yeah. and beer bottles that don't have labels on them. Yeah, it's consensual male to male contact. Yeah. Own personal Brooklyn block party. It's great. That's right. And Phil, and, who are you? <laughs> I'm Phil, and I, I'm I'm staring at you all longingly, but in a straight a straight man's way. In a straight mm-hmm, way, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a straight way, because we're all family. Way. In a it's so straight. Way. You don't have to say you don't have to say no homo because we can just tell that you don't. Yeah, it's it it's in my eyes. No you know homo. what I mean? Yeah. I, like I'm yeah. looking at you wistfully, and it's uh, you know because that's yeah, that's family. Way. And well, we should be focusing to, on yeah. family. I, I feel from you right now the spirit of God's love. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's right. We are in Mammonburg, and we are, of course, joined today by Josh Borman of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. That's right. Uh, yeah. So Yeehaw. it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we're going we're gonna to tell you all about focus on the family. But before we do that, maybe we should ask you, Josh, who are you? Tell If somebody hasn't listened to Worst of All Possible Worlds, what is yeah. it? All that. Well, well, my name's Josh. Uh, as you have helpfully mentioned, I am co-host of The Worst of All Possible Worlds, a podcast where every week we do a case study in the pop culture of a dying empire. Uh, so, you know, a lot of our focus is on different forms of media. We really kind of run the gamut, everything from video games to movies to TV shows to books every once in a while. Um, a good bit of our focus is on, you know, evangelical shit because that's something that uh, we have some experience with. And it also just makes for a really good, like, window into the reactionary mm. mindset. Yeah, um, and it's all good media also, right? Yeah, it's, it's all, all <laughs> high quality, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all super high quality, like, you know, yeah. Left Behind and things of that yeah. nature. Great movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic movie. Kirk Cameron doing the work of his life. But oh, um, yeah, that's basically uh, kind of what we do. And uh, I know, Josiah, you reached out to me a couple weeks ago to be like, hey, you know, would you want to come on? I was excited, obviously, because I know about your show and the stuff that you guys are doing. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to get into it and talk about... Focus on the family and James oh, Dobson. Yeah. Ugh. 
We're all focusing <laughs> on the family guy. here. I'm very focused on family because all of you are my family, and mm-hmm. I'm focusing the most, right the now. most focused of all possible families. Oh yeah, yeah, the most yeah. focused of all possible. The most families. focused of all possible families. <laughs> as an as an unmedicated ADHD person, I can, I'm the most focused I could be right now. You know. I'm looking at like art prints of Disco Elysium out of one corner of my eye and like twitching irreverently mm-hmm. every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, exactly. I want to point something out very quickly. Uh, something that Josiah, before we start recording, did. Yeah. Um, we've done basically, uh, this is going to be three episodes in a row where I question the the significance of christianity <laughs> um, and the necessity of do we really need this religion uh the first was of course the slavery lutheran who <laughs> turns out that episode evolved into hey all these terrible people that make life a living hell and just want to make things worse yeah they're all friends they all well, know, you know each other and there's and I learned the term lutfash, which I will never forgive you, Josiah. For <laughs> Birds of a feather uh, focus on families together, Jackal. They do. You know what I mean? That's true. Amen. That's mm-hmm. true. The Gospel Amen. Coalition. Praise the Lord. I was, <laughs> praise the Lord. The Gospel Coalition one. I was horribly depressed at the just the disgusting using like faux progressivist language to basically double down on gender essentialism and bragging about cool. how you really want to come in your wife was not something I I exact and comparing it to God's it's love like a, was it's not like necessarily something pastor. I wanted to go through. Just a bad youth yeah, pastor it, who just won't stop talking about how hot his wife is. I, I did enjoy that in, though, and how you know because I, I I did listen to to a fair bit of that episode and also just read the article. It's like. I'm I love, so sorry. I love blasting all over my wife, just like the Lord blasts all of us with His blessings. <laughs> so good. you know, a cream, you know, a cream pie is kind of like <laughs> you can't pull out of your relationship with God. It's always just like something how, you cannot just cut how the like how, off with. Just how like the pull up method is not, you know, it's not recommended. It's not recommended you pull out of the church. Mm-hmm. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Praise brother, the Lord, brother. That's what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> that is Lord, what brother, I'm praise, saying. Praise, brother. Praise. Praise. <laughs> But, but yeah, now now. We, we're talking about we're talking about one of the worst organizations in existence. Like, just yeah, no, that's not even a joke. It people. genuinely is. It genuinely yeah. is, and it's also the creator of a bunch of uh, like children's media and shit, which um, you know Josh covers quite a bit on on their show, right? You guys, <laughs> yeah. Like, we have an ongoing sub series of the show called Wit's Endless Summer. Uh, which is so named because Wit, John Avery Whitaker, is sort of the patriarch main character on this show, Adventures in Odyssey. It's a radio drama produced by Focus on the Family. His establishment is called Wit's End. And of course, Wit's Endless Summer is the show in which we talk about episodes Wit. of Adventures in Odyssey. Adventures Odyssey. So yeah. there's the joke. There's the bow. Adventures in Odyssey is interesting, too, as a product of Focus on the Family, because it's really just this show about a guy uh, Whit, who exerts ironclad control over this small Midwestern town known as Odyssey. And so everybody is expected to sort of go along with his various whims and his various teachings. Uh, he's, he's sort of a, 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 he really is the figure who runs that town. And what makes it kind of interesting in the context of Focus on the Family is that Focus on the Family as an organization is also very much centered around a guy, like a single a 
charismatic individual who is shaped, who really tried to over the course of his lifetime, and he's still fucking alive for some reason, shape the world <laughs> in his image. So, jo- Josh, you you were raised like on Adventures and Odyssey and stuff, right? Like, yeah, you listen, listen to, a bunch to it of growing up, yeah. Yeah, and and you know me as well. Um, and these two, like Jacqueline and Phil, don't have any evangelical background, right. which is like, I don't know, always entertaining. But yeah, I'm just there's a, like a I'm thing. just a good Christian boy. Woo! Yeah, I, there's a I there's an normal. experience that you guys don't have that like both Josh and I have because like think of the fond memories you have watching a, like a like a cartoon like Arthur or something like that. You know, you just have warm feelings about it. And then some, Tales was my shit. Yeah, and then some podcast called like the worst of all possible worlds starts digging those up, and they're like, yeah, it turns out Arthur was racist. That that's that's how oh, no. you, you experience Arthur, that. Arthur is racist, actually. Not Arthur was Hitler. Oh, really? Literally? Oh, oh, god. <laughs> no, no. Um, although, it, although one thing that is funny is that Stephen Crowder, Steven Crowder, yes, brain for the first say. like two seasons. That's so, so funny. To me. Yeah, he that, voiced the, brain. Yes. The the emotion you two had when you discovered that information about Stephen Crowder is like how it feels to be an evangelical once a week from some new media thing. <laughs> you revisit. It something. turns out that guy you grew up on. It turns out uh, he uh, puts a bunch of small children in a cage and beats them senseless and then feeds force feeds them liquefied uh-huh. tomatoes well i mean it like in terms of what happens to these kids on the fucking show it's not that far off right like the he, wit will subject these kids to he has something called the room of consequence which is <laughs> no. just a, the a, room a, of consequence it's a pitch black room that kids get shoved into and then they get to experience the consequences of a potential action like it, it's it's shit like that. It's wild, Are, dude. You, no, I have to okay. break the facade of Mammonberg for a minute yeah. and like use my full cognitive brain. <laughs> <for> <laughs> Ste- steam is coming out of Phil's ears right now. It's like... <laughs> You're, the, the, and that that's not a bit that you just pulled out of your ass. That, no. That's, the that's consequences I, room is a real room. I am... Serious as cancer about the room of consequence. It's a a real room. Yes. Yes. The thing, but the thing is, when you're a kid, you listen to this. It's just a thought experiment. You have warm feelings about this Whitaker guy, and then you like re-listen to it. You're like, this guy's an asshole. Like he's a huge asshole. I want to go in the room of consequences and experience all of my consequences for my actions, Mister Whitaker. You got this. Yeah, that's actually in the show. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the theme song. mm -hmm. What is aside from the room of consequences? Yeah, I guess something to start off before we. Before we, we we get off into this, um, <laughs> yeah, what is this? What what is this thing? What is Focus what thing? on the family or what? what no, or I don't. What is, Jackal? So just it, like uh, this Whitaker so. fellow, it beats the hell out of me when any of this is. You know. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So advent adventures in Odyssey. Yes. Is a it's a. It's a radio drama? It or is a, a syndicated yeah. radio drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and during its sort of prime, they would produce like weekly episodes pretty much every single week. Um, mm-hmm. And so Christian radio stations around the country would pick this up on syndication and, uh, you know, Focus on the Family obviously gets money from the from the distribution there because they pay a, a syndication fee. Um, right. But, you know, that that's Adventures in Odyssey came along a little bit later in the development of Focus on the Family as an org, and I feel like it might make sense to sort of start from the beginning, and then, and then when we back, get to Adventures yeah. in Odyssey, really kind of like hash out exactly what that looked like. So <laughs> let, but let's yes, start then. It's real. With... It's very real. 
good kid, that Jimmy. He works for me here at the shop, saving up for a car, he tells me. <laughs> That's going to take a while on what I pay him. But where are my manners? My name's John, John Avery Whitaker. But most of my friends call me Whit. Say, you don't mind if we walk while we talk, do you? So, having absolutely no business sense whatsoever, we decided to combine all three and open a bookstore, coffee shop, conversation place called, now get this, Wits End. So, describe this then. What is, for most likely the people who are listening to this show probably at least are vaguely aware of what Focus on the Family is, but... yes. For those who are not, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit of a deep dive into this horrifying organization that is uh, the moral equivalent of the devil. So I will then leave that to <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Josh. Uh, you have an outline for us on, on yes. This whole oh thing. my so god, let's, yes. Let's stop. Let's start with with focus on the family is both an organization, but it's also a guy. It's yeah. a guy. It's mostly one specific guy. Well, you yeah. know, um, just like you know, just like people's uh what was it? Just like the overturning of people's united or whatever, you know. Corporations mm, are also are people. people. So okay, organizations are also people. Well, but but it's worth noting that in the case of Focus on the Family, you're right, Jaggle, that it is very literally a guy, right? Like which is the case with a lot of these evangelical organizations where you get a guy and more often than not, it's a guy who has a connection to the great state of Michigan and or Southern California for some reason. Oftentimes, oh, yeah. that's both. usually where they come from. They, um, why yeah. is it? Why is it California? Why is it always California? Um, so so uh, there, there's kind of a weird to connection to this. There was a big like exodus of Midwesterners to SoCal at some point. So like. You know, I, I only know that because, uh, you know, just from Iowan, every Iowan celebrity ended up living in like towns of <laughs> people in SoCal. But like, this is also where like, you know, I mean, so SoCal produces like a lot of evangelical shit. We talked about Corey Mahler two episodes ago. He's from SoCal. You know, it's, right. it's uh, of thing. course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's all connected. It's all mm-hmm. connected. Well, yep. and a big part, a big part of it is that, you know, between you know, LA down to San Diego, you've got all these little towns and it, especially during uh, like sort of the post-war era, as you said, a lot of people who in some cases had uh, served in World War II, in other cases had served in the Korean War. In the case of James Dobson had dodged the draft. Uh, <laughs> they they, they yes. all sort of found themselves at this nexus of culture where people were sort of redefining their what it meant to be a Christian, you know, Um, and and really tied in very heavily to sort of the more charismatic strain where it was all of these people with similar ideas coming together and there was a lot of cross-pollination between those things. So enter James Dobson from the great state of Louisiana um, and as, as soon as he could, basically, he moved to California. Um, and settled into Southern California and Pomona, uh, and Pasadena and Pomona. That was kind of like he was in both Mm -hmm. of those cities. Um, went to a school called Point Loma Nazarene, uh, and then got a psychology degree, actually, uh, became a child psychologist at the University of Southern California. Um, and they should uh, not have let that happen. They should not have have let that happen. Uh, this is massive, massively bad call. And as a child psychologist, Dobson's whole like thing 
was largely based on the trauma that he had inherited as a child because his dad was a massive piece of shit and his mom also beat the shit out of him. And so he basically made his entire practice as as a child psychologist about the idea of discipline and how effective discipline can lead to better outcomes in parenting and how to effectively discipline as a Christian. Yeah, and that kind of makes him like, uh, so like the big guy at the time that was like the big popular child psychologist was Benjamin Spock, who's like, he's the guy who's like, you know, libertarian parenting, kind of hands off kind of parenting style. And so like a lot of ways, his whole thing is like a reaction to that. It's like, no, we're reasserting authority. Right. Fuck you. Um, And it's interesting because he has a similar trajectory to Spock because Spock got into a politics also but spot got into cool politics and being cool um and and uh you know dobson got into being bad and shitty right and in <laughs> reaction is really the right word for it as well right yeah. because you've got a, a movement here on the one hand that is very much grounded in the more hippy dippy side of the southern california ethos that's like hey just let your kids like be kids let them go out and have a good time and then on the other hand you've got james dobson being like no if you want your kids to be good christian children you need to fucking beat the shit out beat, of them. get the shit out of them but not with your hand not with your hand. No, it's a hand. Never hand with is your for hand. love. Hand is for love, but That's you right. use a paddle or a switch, of course. Right. And make oh. sure to keep it available at all times so that the kid knows if they fuck up, they get the beat. And again, some of this inspired by his own background that I guess his mother beat him with a girdle, um, which was an Jesus effective uh, discipline instrument because not only would the girdle hit you, all of the buckles would also wrap oh, around. Oh, you've got to be kidding kind of like a cat. No, dead ass. Kind of like a cat of nine tails situation, you know? So what? Uh, what? Okay. I, all of I, these I, I hate people are this. monsters. How much of his childhood abuse do we know about? Um, What he tells us about. And the girdle story, I, I can even pull up sort of like how he talks about it. I can just read you something verbatim here. If you want to learn more about James Dobson and read his work, there's an entire website called DobsonLibrary.com. <laughs> you are so, definitely uh, not placed Library. on a watch list for visiting that at all. Yeah. You're definitely, you, you, are, you are so not right. on a watch list. So yeah. I'm going to break straight. I'm going to go look at this website. Yeah. So what so is please. it? The Dobson dobsonlibrary.com yeah library.com and so i am currently i'm gonna read here from an article called the importance of respect my own mother had an unusually keen understanding of good disciplinary procedures as i have indicated she was very tolerant of my child childishness and i found her reasonable on most issues if i was late coming home from school and i could explain what caused the delay that was the end of the matter if I didn't get my work done, we would sit down and reach an agreement for future action. But there was one matter on which she was absolutely rigid. She did not tolerate sassiness. She knew that backtalk and what she called lip were a child's most potent weapon to defiance and had to be discouraged. I learned very early that if I was going to launch a flippant attack on her, I had better be standing at least 12 feet away. This distance was necessary to avoid an instantaneous response, usually aimed at my backside. The day I learned the importance of staying out of reach shines like a neon light in my mind. I made the costly mistake of sassing her when I was about four feet away. I knew I had crossed the line and wondered what she would do about it. It didn't take long to find out. 
Mom wheeled around to grab something with, with which to express her displeasure, and her hand landed on a girdle. Those were the days when a girdle was lined with rivets and mysterious panels. She drew back and swung that abominable garment in my direction, and I can still hear it whistling through the air. The intended blow caught me across the chest, followed by a multitude of straps and buckles wrapping themselves around my midsection. She gave Jesus. me an entire thrashing with one blow. But from that day forward, I measured my words carefully around her when addressing my mother. I never spoke disrespectfully to her again, even when she was 75 years old. Now, Jesus could, could so she accomplish that of... without... without Without using a torture child. device. Yeah, this is less parenting child. and more training. You know, this is like yes. <laughs> I will, I will beat the, I, I will beat the concept out of you. Absolutely, I will, I will beat you until you have no idea. You will never cross me, even on my deathbed bed when I am yeah, weak and powerless. I, I think, I think Dobson would agree with that statement. He would too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I stumbled so he, across a, a, some fun little things on my uh, so. So uh, I want to read to you guys a little uh, little excerpt about what I what I've found. Just uh, you know, clicking just on, on one the of the first, yeah, just <laughs> on the website immediately. Five yeah, no, you're really playing Russian around. roulette with those links. <laughs> Welcome to Family Talk. I'm Roger Marsh. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you spent some time relaxing with your family and friends over this past weekend. Thanks, Roger. Enjoying quality time Mm. with our loved ones is quite nurturing for our mental health. Mm. And when it comes Mm -hmm. to fathers in the home, it's essential. There it is. Do you know how important the role of a father is in the stability of a household? The leadership and strength provided by a man to simply be there and be present is critical, especially for a child's mental health. And development. The the effects of a fatherless home are a, a big component of so many problems that hurt our world today and have a negative impact on the culture. If more fathers were leading their families, statistically, we would see more positive effects in our world, like a reduction in crime and a mm. reduction in unplanned pregnancies mm. as well. People mm. would also have better physical and emotional health across the mm. board in so many situations mm. also. Hmm. Unfortunately, hmm. our culture has been de-emphasizing the importance of fathers right. in That's movies right. and television. Hmm. Social media, for example. Many dads didn't have strong father figures in their own lives when they right. were young. So how hmm. do men become great fathers today? Well, I'll tell you. No, no, no. Please don't. No, I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to know. The, the thing that's kind of interesting about that, though, and you can sort of notice if you read between the lines a little bit, you know, when we talk about demographics that traditionally uh, are perceived as lacking strong father figures that are causing issues oh. with crime and things of that nature. Hmm. Oh, boy. Hmm. Hmm. What's uh, all that about? The project suddenly becomes a lot clearer. There are certain aspects of the project that they don't say explicitly but it's fucking there. They are propagating a lot of assumptions about a lot of things without looking at the actual material reasons that underline that reality. Oh, but but Josh, are you that saying would, they're not going at this that, at, a, at a historically materialist perspective? I'm saying they're Josh, missing that, the dialectic. Would, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. would be oh, that would be so that's so complicated. You know, it's easier mm. if those 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 darn those darn 
just unfortunate groups of people that yeah yeah in those fatherless environments mm. there's it's because it's really the fault of their culture isn't it it's yes, yeah, culture yeah. That is, that that's well, what you kind know, of bastardized people would do that what kind of like it's only know, it's sick. really it's really only just you know that that it it, it I, one cannot cannot you know find why there would be so many of these these young men these young fathers who are who are being that who are who are just out of the home there's, we we there's no re, we, it doesn't really matter why they're out of the home or where they are or possibly who has taken them out or, <laughs> or maybe or maybe they can't leave for specific reasons or, uh, or, you know that they're restricted of some be, by kind the state leaving. maybe possibly oh, yeah. man, that they're for for s- systemic reasons that relate to their their racial categorization, ah, that would be, it's too much. That's too it's complicated. Too much, but like, it, it shouldn't be missed here as well that Dare to Discipline, which is Dobson's first like big breakout success from a publishing perspective, is published in the year 1970. So this is a guy from Louisiana, and this is right off the back of the Civil Rights Movement. And so there's always these undertones that are pervasive throughout his work about what discipline means right because Mm -hmm. the audience that they are targeting to directly consume their material is by and large white evangelicals but in terms of the statement that they're making about the culture more broadly there's a lot of stuff about who's on the inside who's on the outside and what you ought to do to ensure that you white christian probably middle class person are uh, effectively modeling the values that you want to more broadly see in the culture well, and, and it's important to know, like, the uh, the 60s is all about, like, the narrative of the time is all about the damn rowdy kids, the damn hippies, right. the damn protesters. What, what are we, we going to do with these you kids, know? you know? They're, they're, they're tearing up the streets. The 60s is all about, oh, the kids are complaining too much, and what they really need is a good paddling from the cops. You know, like, that's yeah. it's it's a political perspective about authority that's reflected in the parenting model. You bring this up. It's interesting that that that's still going on, and not just from, mm-hmm. um, not just from focus on the family. But there's a I forget the name of it, but there are a number of Twitter accounts, often Texas uh, politicians of some kind. I wonder why. Hmm. Oh wow! And they often post like videos of black kids being rowdy out in public, doing something dumb, doing something you know. That I think either. white children have never done, of course. Yeah, no, I've never seen white children act a fool in Walmart. That's never happened. No, that's never I, happened. I, I, I have <laughs> never felt my my entire soul fill with the fear when a group of fifteen <laughs> fucking white seventeen year olds gets on an F train. Like, come on! Oh my god! Come on! The the, the the dread that I f- I feel it's oh god damn it they're gonna be so noisy they're gonna make so much goddamn I just want this I just okay, want to get let to me, Manhattan in peace let me do my best like imitation of like a bunch of like white kids in public you don't have to they, no you, got you do this. Yeah, yeah, no, to keep do. going yeah you don't have to it's do just this like, oh, 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 oh my god bro oh my oh, yep. oh I, I, yep. you need yep. to not you need to stop this is so good high school you're you're giving me high school flashbacks don't do that I had to be around. I had to be around these people. Jonathan, Jonathan, his cock, his cock, Jonathan. There were like 20, there were like maybe like what? Like 10, 20 black kids in that school. I was one of them. Please don't give me (laughs) that. I had to listen 
to a bunch of white kids sing a rap song in full and be way too comfortable with the Edward and casual conversation. And you really me wanted they to know, hey, is it okay? Part. Is it, hey, is it, can I say this? It's cool if I say this, right? I can say this, right? It's cool, right? I'm cool, right? Yes. But broadly, Josh is making a very good point here because this is something that often marginal youths from marginalized communities to sound like a fucking old man. Yeah. Are often... <laughs> used as the example of hey you don't want your kids to be like them right mm-hmm. follow yep. our advice and we'll make sure that you know you being inundated with this culture they're not going to end up like that yeah you don't want to be that, inundated with this culture and this increased especially this he wrote that in the in 1970 you said and right. this attitude also kept going on from the the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Of course, you know, during I there was a, a lot of like moral outrage like during the rise of gangster rap because mm-hmm. of that, because gangster rap was same really thing. popular yeah. with suburban white kids. And right. there like that same thing happened of you don't want your kids to end up like them. You don't want them to be you like you know like, you, you, you gotta watch their content. You gotta, uh, obviously this would then they this developed into the parental advisory label. Um, yep. which meant that the music was cool. You should listen to that, not that other shit. Um, but often <laughs> that, that's where this comes from. That surprises me not at all that that even started like from here, despite the fact that, um, we should, we'll, we'll get back onto just brought like talking about Dobson, but to tie it in, I'm, I think that in some way Dobson is definitely, he has dealt with his abuse. Which is what that was. He was abused yes. as a child. Yes. Like that. Yes. I, yeah. I'm not going to entertain the, he was not reared. He was trained and abused by a bunch of assholes for parents. Uh, I can't help but feel some kind of sympathy for the kid, him, because God, that sucks. That is awful. And it, it isn't really a surprise that it stuck with him because it would. But I think that what's interesting is that he took that and then said, no, that's good, actually. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Because you have to make sense of the things that happen to you. And he, working as a child psychologist, specifically wanted to help other people make sense of what was going on with them. But the only framework that he could process it through was his own personal lived experience. And the only way that he could get over the barrier of you know, reckoning with the truth of that, you can go one of two ways. You can come up with a justification or you can confront the reality of it being like, yeah, my mom fucking sucked. And he didn't want to do that. Yeah. A lot of oh, parents yeah, it's, from that it's generation like, don't. It sets off like so many Freudian bells and whistles in my right. head too, where it's just like, I don't know, you have a fucked up image of the superego and then you're just like, nope, but this guy's, but actually the superego is dope. Right. I love getting beat by it. Yeah. <laughs> so from here, you know, Dobson begins to find some success because there are a lot of people in that contemporary moment who are searching for a counterpoint to all this, you know, hippy dippy new age, you know, let your child be free kind of shit. And they find it in this very, very reactionary man. And uh, as a result of that, Dobson is able to continue publishing. Um, he publishes a book called <laughs> What Wives Wish Their Husbands Knew About Women, because Dobson, of oh, course, yes. is the woman expert. I, um, I, we've, I, we've got... I, we- We've got to get a quote from this book. Oh yeah. Uh, oh shit. I didn't. I didn't grab one from this book. Uh, but but I agree. And I'll see if I can find one. Uh, I, I I need to know what he what is in this book. 
Um, there's Preparing for Adolescence from 1977, no. uh, which was later revised <laughs> to be the new no. Preparing for Adolescence. This is no. just basically being like, the, the big thesis is like, you're going to have a boner and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it, kid. Um, but never actually have any sort of sex or whatever. Um, and then the strong-willed child from 78, which is really just, again, like if your kid is being, uh, defiant toward you, you just haven't disciplined them hard enough. And by discipline, again, it's corporal punishment. It's administering the switch, uh, and making sure that that kid falls into line. Just like thinking about like, let me conjure like the the three pages, the three pages of discipline and punish that I've read. <laughs> yeah, for a college the, room. Yeah. The, the, the figure of the disciplinarian in this man's worldview, not only is it is it the solution to all things, but it's also like the, an appeal to an authority that is, that is natural and hierarchical. I can see where like Jordan Peterson gets his oh, weird, yeah. stupid oh, yeah. ideas yeah. about like human psychology from, because there are branches of psychology where it's just like all of these psychological structures are innate and human. And it, the, it's better to just embrace them and embrace then, yeah. that we have to do these things to people <clears throat> than fight against them. Cause that's like, that's conservative psychology. That's its entire yeah, ethos. It's the reactionary mind. You know, I, I'm like imagining James Dobson reading discipline and punish and then like taking notes on like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> we should have a big panopticon. Yeah. Yes. Has, the, has the panopticon a... <laughs> is, is the world they all want. They just, they, they don't want it in the way that like, you like tech, tech conservatives want it. They each individually it's a would like to be the panopticon. One. It's the exactly. family as the thing monitoring you rather than like the state. So it's a it's an interpersonal nightmare world rather than a global nightmare <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I right. see. I see. Yeah, yeah we don't want so individualized we don't want, nightmare we don't world. Want 1984 over here, Jackal. We're not fucking commies. Jackal, we, Jackal. We want... They've done Ayn Rand to the to the like to the nightmare world. They've they've libertarianized. They've individualized the nightmare world. Libertarianized authoritarianism. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Has has uh has Dobson and Peterson have they ever met before? Oh, I don't know. I, I could find out. Let me see. We should um, we should oh get God. them in a room together. Because they're definitely cut from the same cloth intellectually. Um, oh, totally. Let's see here. James Dobson, Jordan Peterson. Um, I do see that uh James I mean, literally just search for James Dobson, Jordan Peterson. I'm not sure if they've met. But in his June newsletter from 2020, uh, Dobson does name check Jordan Peterson, um, basically to talk about how the APA, uh, the American Psychological Association, is, uh, you know, evil or whatever, which the reason he has such an axe to grind against the APA is that they kicked him the fuck out. I, I wonder why. I knew but, they did. I, I thought he resigned, but maybe maybe he got kicked out. Either way, he left oh, because they, uh, they 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 uh, removed homosexuality from their list of mental disorders. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know to what extent it was a resignation versus a "you can't fire me, I quit" kind of situation. Oh, okay. All right, right? Guys, guys. <laughs> but you know, I agree with that. I agree with that removal because my mental disorders and my sexuality are in two different camps. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. You're, yeah, Phil's know. mentally ill, but not because he's queer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, Phil, Phil, Phil is Phil is like this not because he is queer. Um, now, 
does that inform the queerness? We have a conversation about that, but it's not the it's not the cause of it. Uh huh. Well, right. you know what? It's it's all connected. It's all connected. So you he know? so he releases a bunch of books in the after after the one that he released in 1970. Right. He releases a bunch of books, and he gets more popular. Um, when does uh, we'll be skipping ahead to ask like when does the organization focus on the family itself come to being, or is there more build up to it? I mean, yeah, no, yeah. pretty much just, you know, well, there, there is the speaking tour. That is important. We should probably yeah. just mention that. Speaking yes. tour, speaking so, tour. A- oh, after the success of Dare to Discipline, he did a bunch of speaking tours and, you know, he was he was getting pretty popular, making some money off of it. But, you know, he didn't want to be like his shitty absent father. So that's right. that was a big thing. This is important for him. This is He wanted to he be like his shitty, abusive mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he decided to stay home. But he taped his last talk, and it came out as like a seven-part VHS series, which was perfect timing, because think of like the late 70s. This is like when the VCR is becoming a thing. Home video. Home video boom Home video. And that's also just in general something with Dobson that should be noted, is that one of the things that he was very savvy at from the beginning was leveraging media channels to grow his brand. He's so good at it. I mean, like like we're saying, Adventures in Odyssey, not to jump too far ahead, but it's a radio show, right? But I right. don't know if this is the case for you, Josh, but for me, I consumed them on CDs and tapes. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, because you know, they for were a little sold while, like Christian bookstores. Yeah. For a little while there, too, they even had a partnership with uh, fucking Chick-fil-A, where Chick-fil-A uh, packed in tapes with kids' meals for a little while. Oh, yeah. oh you have to be kidding. Yeah. I feel... He's always been good oh, at this. Wait. No, fuck that. That's not true. I don't believe you. <laughs> I that am. can't that's, be true. I, that can't be true. fucking true. They there packed are s- that shit with yes. kids meals? Yes, they did. And this is, again, the thing that... We, I think that Dobbs, like, if you read his actual shit... It's not particularly trenchant, right? There's nothing in there in terms of observations or advice that is particularly special. It's all just repackaged versions of received conventional wisdom that have sort of been updated into the lingo of the 70s. The thing that makes him special is his ability to make these brand partnerships and always be focusing first and foremost on growth. And so naturally, the next step is in 1977, he founds the organization Focus on the Family in Pomona, California. It's applause, everybody. Here it is. Yes, we did it. Here it is. <laughs> and, you know, he's still maintaining relationships with like Tyndale House, the publisher that had published his previous books. Future books would kind of be like co-publications between Tyndale and Focus, which again, yeah, yeah. that's 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 leveraging your own brand, but also maintaining connections to the organizations that you've worked with in the past. So in a way, he was kind of a genius at just like mar- like not well marketing but also like networking yes like yep. he he Very implanted much so. oh my god like, all of these people he went, were yes oh my god like, a- and everywhere it helps he, that- w- he went he made a connection and he stu- it stuck and it helps that southern california at the time was the place to make those connections right yeah yeah it's no accident oh my god right? Jackal, Jackal, you're you're onto something because like, well, we're all onto something together because it, it it reminded me of how I remember this. Uh, shout out to Know Your Enemy, but um, oh, yeah, good podcast. So they on their episode, which was on the repealing of Roe v. Wade, and they focused on it in segments. On the historical segments, basically the the primary evangelical leaders who formed the the pro life movement, basically. The especially, I believe, 
like Jerry Falwell and yep. that mm. that kind of like group of people all yeah. became internet literate overnight. They basically yes. just like buckled down. Basically, they just said, you know what, we're going to use the internet to spread this shit. Mm-hmm. They were early adopters of the internet and they were just like, we're going to make chat rooms. We're going to make like, you know, basically it, message it's, boards. It's funny how that also coincides with the fact. It, it, it's funny that that coincides with the fact that some of the first adopters of the internet in terms of politics were were Nazis when they built up their own like chat rooms and they were the. It's funny how 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 the right so quickly gets into this into this uh, well, it, modes of communication. And in the case of Focus, you know, the whole point of the organization was well, it was twofold. First of all, it was to grow Dobson's brand. Right. Um, to, to make him be seen as even more of a trusted authority on matters of the family. But secondly, it was to serve in many ways as a, a, a major arm of the broader reactionary political movement. Right. That's because, right. Because, uh, you know, historically, obviously, the 70s being a time of continued unrest. Uh, well, I know you have you have some notes about this, Josiah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, right. I mean, you, so throughout the 70s, you see a bunch of shit here, right? You got Congress passes a bipartisan comprehensive child development bill um, in the 70s, which was going to establish a national daycare system to help working parents, which it only got vetoed by Nixon because Pat Buchanan, friend of the show, uh, denounced the plan as the Sovietization of American children. That's um, right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Uh- um, I should have. 19- I should have gotten. I, I should have gotten some rum for this episode. Nineteen seventy two. Sovietized the children. <laughs> and yeah, so it was like children. It was a fear that was like attack on motherhood, right? Because it's it's you know now women can work. It's uh, it's bad. Right. Nineteen seventy two. You have the same the same year Congress overwhelmingly approved the ERA title. Uh, uh, title nine was passed. You know. Uh, prohibiting sex discrimination you've got all this stuff 1973 is of course the big one roe v wade all this shit happens oh my god american values are under attack and so we we build up to the 80s and that's the reaction you got reagan you have the fundamentalist wing rising and of course as you know you have in your notes there the family research council would jesus spank a child they've offered this permissive and unworkable advice to parents about child rearing for at least 60 years You often mention disciplining children so they behave. The misinformation that they've spread about accounts for much of the confusion that we see today. What is your advice for making them behave? About the nature of children and... Without resorting to corporal punishment. How to manage them first of all, it depends on what you mean by corporal punishment. Are you little... After that... My grandfather left for work, and as he did, he turned around and said, uh, don't let the boys put those beans up their nose. Elmer, you encouraged him. You should be strangling yourself. Because focus is, as we've already said multiple times, a reactionary organization. It strictly exists in opposition to stuff that has been happening. They do not have very much of an interest at all in advocating for policies that would meaningfully improve families, actually. Like, you will notice that, for instance, mass incarceration, just to use one issue that really breaks up families in this country, is completely absent from their sight. They say nothing about mass incarceration. Um, oh, man, I wonder why. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? That's crazy. Um, instead, it's just these liberals have gone too far. We need a country that loves the Lord. Uh, and so 
we ought to therefore create more means through which we can disseminate our propaganda, our information, our values. Now, you mentioned, um, Phil, you mentioned like, uh, you know, Falwell, Robertson, those guys, you know, they kind of existed in a twofold capacity. Part of it was, of course, to talk to the base, but also part of it was to liaise with the broader sort of political sphere and like just the, the, mm. the conservative movement more broadly. Dobson's focus, on the other hand, is, was, and continues to be preaching squarely to the base. Mm-hmm. It's all so about- So he's more insular. Yes. yes. He's all about mobilizing people who are already on board to take additional action. They have very little interest in converting people. They have, well, <laughs> except, of course, for uh, talking about the gays who they want to, uh, you know, convert. Um, yeah. But, but, we'll get there. You know, <laughs> uh, but Let's more broadly, their, their, their project is strictly focused on we've got these evangelical Christians uh, in the, in the context of the moral majority movement how can we take them how can we mobilize them how can we get them to come out turn out and vote for political issues that benefit our own you know project and so, so the family in a way, research council is the organization which is uh established by dobson in 1981 and officially incorporated in 1983 to take that advocacy to capitol hill that's the policy wing essentially. right so this so to kind of put this in a larger space for the listener and I, for all of us, Dobson and the Family Research Council, like all of this is, and also coinciding with the, with like Phil Schlafly, um, yep. the yep. Uh, yep. Uh, why I'm forgetting the name, the people who believe that uh, that um, that uh, who was a communist? They believe that uh, oh, John, the Birchers, John Birch Society, Birchers, yeah, 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 the Bir- the Birchers, um, Phil Schlafly and the. Uh, the Bircher Society and the emergent like religious right, Dobson, they're all coinciding together to form what we've been dealing with for all of our lives, basically. Mm-hmm. Everyone here, we grew up with this as like a constant, whether yes, from yes. my household, it was viewed as something as you were to be. I grew up in a like a, a dem, like a, a conservative Democrat household where right. there were conservative religious values. In, in terms of views of sexuality and um, gender and, you know, certain other, like, of the bigger stuff. But there was always this sentiment that, well, the Republicans are crazy. Uh, you got to vote blue no matter who because the Republicans are crazy. And they, like, I may not agree with it, but I don't want, like, I don't want it to go to this extent. That Which was is rational kind of, because, obviously, the Republican Party has a longstanding history of trying to disenfranchise black voters. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's also that that's also the big thing was that the Republicans uh, – are kind <laughs> don't have a good reputation in my in, in my house of growing up because of that. That was always you know the sentiment there. So it, it's interesting sort of seeing how the infrastructure for what is now for Josh and for Josh and Josiah this like they, that they grew up in, and I think for you for Phil and I something that we were a little bit more outside of, even if there were conservative ties, it was not to this extent. It wasn't Mm -hmm. to, it wasn't in this world, but we, regardless if you were in this world or not, you were affected by it. You grew up with them as like this motivating force. And seeing the the roots of this kind of begin is fascinating and horrifying all at once. 
Yeah, because they're the vanguard, right? right? For us, you know, to, they're you know for the not for us currently, but for the upbringing that we had, you know, they're 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 our boys fighting for this stuff. You know, this is the this is the group of people that's fighting for our religious freedoms and <laughs> oh, boy. oh, and they were they were fucking organized too. Is the other yeah. thing like now, these are not a vanguard? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, illiter- illiter- actual vanguard yes. movement <laughs> that like all of them. They're in there. There's even a high Soviet, right? You've got the Council for National <laughs> Policy. Which, <laughs> is a very real organization that still exists and that is the thing that unifies all of them together they have these meetings you know and you can see examples of how this shit works if you take a look just to use one example at the recent emails that uh my arson crime you friend of our show uh leaked uh that were about the way that legislators in different states were coordinating with these religious organizations to try to pass anti-trans legislation oh, shit. Was on that, a was state that that level all that shit ends up going through the cnp at some point i was telling josiah this that that massive you're talking about that massive email leak Um, yeah it's like 2400 pages or something like that it's It's so so, it's so many uh but yeah like it it shows that there and i for a lot of people they didn't realize this i think that for us it's something that we had kind of figured was happening but for people who are not brain poisoned on this um this was (laughs) came out as a bit of a surprise but They've always been talking. They've always been talking. They've always been yeah. in constant communication. And it's always been an effort on the part of these organizations to further push the, to push opinions further and further right to their yes. benefit. Yeah. Yes. If, if you want a quick, like, shout out, like, behind, you know, behind the curtains here, some of one of the sources that both Josh and I are using a bunch in this is Shadow Network by Ann Nelson, which is a book you should read if you are interested in this because it's, yeah. It, it gets really into the fact that all these motherfuckers know each other and, and circulate a lot of money and are really organized. So basically then, at this point, Focus on the Family has been established, right? Um, they begin broadcasting a, a radio program. Uh, this is a daily syndicated radio program that, again, this becomes the standard model for Focus's radio efforts where they mm-hmm. will contract with uh, Christian radio stations and networks of Christian radio stations who will buy the program from them and air it. Uh, and so the show is called Focus on the Family. And uh, I think I had said it was begins as a 15-minute program. Uh, and eventually, I think it becomes a full hour. Um, and, yeah, something and like that. This is basically just Dobson sitting in with his co-host, who ended up doing a heel turn later on and publishing a tell-all about how much he fucking hates Dobson's guts, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but they basically just sit down, and Dobson says, like, in his normal way, he, his, he's kind of got, like, this... Uh, it's a little bit... Oh, where does he live? He's kind of like in here a little bit. And he just says, you know, I just want all of our listeners to think a little bit about how much they love their children. And, you know, I've been thinking about my children and how much I love them. And the reality is that in order to show them my love, sometimes I have to discipline them. Right. And so that's kind of the tenor of the show. It's a lot of like calm, relaxed, sato voce. Let's like talk about the most heinous things that you can do to your children. Oh, yes. and, and this is why if you're raised with it, like if you're raised around this, you don't have negative emotions with folks no, on the they family. Sound so nice. They, they sound, sound so nice. They sound so nice. This isn't, this isn't like Rush Limbaugh. You know what I mean? This isn't like right. fiery conservative right. shit. It, it feels like the soft face of conservatism. You know, they're so nice. This unnerves me more than Limbaugh. 
I agree. And it should. This, it should. This is <laughs> the, see when you when you say this shit. This like makes a this sends a, a tingle down my spine. This is scary. Like this shit is scary because I do know that this works because I've mm-hmm. gotten to know many lovely so so many lovely people who grew up under this, and that this <laughs> it's like a brain worm that never really fully goes away. That there's still something about it that is still nostalgic. Like, there's always something nostalgic about it, but for someone who, it probably for you now, for you guys now listening and reading yeah. this, but this is, this feels to me textbook emotional abuse. Yes. Oh, yeah. It and is. Lo- just uh, a way of further indoctrinating to- people into that. No, <laughs> lo-fi it's okay beats to indoctrinate to. <laughs> I was about to say lo-fi beats to uh to uh, encourage and beat your children with. Yeah, I knew yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah. say, yeah, I, I heard lo-fi beats and I knew you were going to say beat your kids too. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> lo-fi beats to beat your kids. Lo-fi too. beatings, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh. This is so good. So I, I so, wanted to so bring good. something up because I saw it. Okay. Because I, I know how this all fits together because I, I didn't know any of this going in, but my brain... Uh, my visual calculus decided to look at the, um, decided yeah, did to you, look at... Did you pass the check? Did you pass, pass the, check? the check? You put enough points in visual calculus? 58% chance, woo! Oh, uh, well done. I wore the, the stupid glasses that make me look mm. like a nerd, yeah, 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 yeah. my visual calculus. <laughs> but, um... I did too. What I've seen is I see Ted Bundy show up, and I immediately <laughs> knew where this was going. Yeah, yeah. no, I, and I because yeah. Ted Bundy, right before he died, one fact about him I know is that he went on this big, like, dramatic because he was a he was a big dramatic little bitch, right? So like he went on this big spiel close to his death and execution, right? Where he was just like, well, you know, the violence of this American media has pushed yep. me to these to these mm-hmm. debased actions. You know, I I did not do any of this, you yeah. know, without had they had they not sown the ideas into my mind. Now, mind you, this is greatly disputed because I'm pretty sure the only source for it is the Dobson interview. Oh yeah, no, he's fucking lying. Like, oh, yeah. very, very <laughs> the only clear. source for it whoa. is the Dobson interview. Wait, wait, whoa. Josh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Hard to believe that, that, that Ted Bundy is an unreliable Ted, narrator. Are yeah. you telling me that Ted Bundy would lie to us? I know. Right? Are you telling that 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 Josh, are, are you insinuating that serial killers lie? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just call it a gut. Uh, well, also Dobson is the perfect rube. Yes, yes. Dobson is the perfect rube. He's already primed to believe of course. that there is something deeply wrong with American culture, but not in a cool Marxist way, in like a, in like a we need to get back to the truer America kind of way. Yes. Like, we right. need to get back to a purer America. This is a, yeah, this is a, a interview that's both on, if you, there's a website called Integrity Restored. I'm sure that they have very good opinions. Dude, I fucking things. love restoring integrity. It's basically I, my true. favorite thing this to do. This is the thesis of our show is restoring I, integrity to america I, you know guys I, I hate this country i hate this world i want i i want the world to end god please end it now end it now. sounds like you just now. need your integrity to be restored that's man. what i was now. gonna say fix fix it with a little integrity man end it now a little bit of integrity fuck a little bit of integrity fuck salvation fuck everything just kill us all now and throw us into the pit of fire none of us deserve to see the light
Yeah, yeah, yeah I want so, it to be like melancholia, but you're cheering on the end, you know? Wait, yeah, wait, I, Jackal, I, I, I'm yeah. doing that right now. <laughs> Jackal, you've watched Evangelion, Evangelion before, right? Yeah, no, I'm Shinji. I'm Shinji looking at the We're, uh, we're all, like we're all sitting on the beach where... and we're all hearing, tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. <laughs> every like, every like, episode of Mammonberg is basically like, I'm Shinji and everyone around me is saying congratulations while I'm slowly- Congratulations! Um, I'm slowly beat your children. Like... You have to beat your children. <laughs> beat your children. Those fuckers won't know it's coming. <laughs> that's not anything. Wait, do, I don't know. It, do these I people, do a... they just like, you know, are they like, Timmy, come over here. You know, you've been doing some naughty thing, And then like, the, you know, they just whip out the brick that's and actually, start going to that, town. That's, a, that's a good question. I do want to answer that like unironically. So the, the because this is the thing that Dobson also like puts as his cornerstone, right? That good, effective discipline works as such. Um, you sit the kid down and you, mm-hmm. you, you explicitly say, I am about to discipline you because you did this thing. Right, it's yeah. it's it, it, uh, it, so it's you, you explain the machinations. You explain what's about to come. Yeah, because the thought is like you don't want the hurting to be un like right. uh, you want to know why it's happening to you. You know, and then you administer cor- corporal punishment, and uh, you keep going until the kid starts crying. And uh, once the kid starts crying, you stop. Uh, you sort of let them cry it out, and then uh, once they've stopped crying, then you're like, now do you see why I had to do this to you? Okay. You you then administer love you you know you you hug them or whatever, uh, and and that is uh, how it works. Yeah. Oh, that is that is this that is, this might be too personal of a question. So tap out if no. Did did you grow up in a household that followed this model? No. Okay, I did. <laughs> Not fully though. Not fully though, because the thing is, like, my parents were kind of. They did it because, uh, you know, you're supposed to as a homeschooling parents because you're told right. that, but also like seem to feel kind of guilty about it. Not sure, you know, because and that's and that's kind of what's interesting about how this stuff plays out in the world. Like that, that's kind of how this shit plays out, right? Is like, you know, probably really well-meaning normal families get handed this shit and then they follow it. You know, and like you can create abusive households out of what would have been healthy households really. Easily. Yes. And and I think, too, like for a parent, it probably is one of those things that you are doing it and it feels wrong on some level. Like you feel bad while you are doing it. And Dobson even talks about this a little bit in his literature where it's like, yeah, it's going to like it's not going to feel good in the moment, but it's worth it. Right. Like this is something that you need to do. He sort of overrides, I think, in this because this is also different from other approaches to corporal punishment even like this is such a specifically weird and manipulative way of doing it yeah it's different from like oh mom's pissed off and so you know she she slapped me because she was mad because in a way that's almost easier to square away right it's it's a different thing entirely when your parent is doing this thing as a reasoned measured act of love following up extreme pain with like i would argue a really emotionally manipulative reconciliation yeah absolutely yeah because it's it's all about just basically like you forced me to do this you know what i mean right it's no longer that it's it's caused by the the failings of a parental guardian who is a fallible human it's coming from an authority figure who wants so desperately to love you and i don't want to do this but i have to but you exactly you made me me do this and that's textbook fucking abuse like that that is you you talk about like darvo like that's what this is this is 
there's something just so fucking sinister about about the way that he's trying to I say he, but you know, no, fuck it. The way that he, because this is also like this is broadly focused on the family, but this is specifically Dobson too. Like right. the way that he is rationalizing and not just but justifying mm-hmm. a, uh, child abuse, which is what this is, and and also trying to like evangelize child abuse to right. people who wouldn't commit it, like people right. who who like who feel like I do, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to do this, but I want to be a good Christian parent. Right. I want to do, and that's yeah. what this book that everyone is saying. So I have to follow it. This it doesn't feel good. It's what but, it you says, know, maybe. It says that, and I trust this guy, and I because you know everyone else, everyone else trusts him. Everyone who I care about trusts him. So even though I feel like a bad person for doing this, maybe I, this is going to help my kid in the future. Right. Rather than you know what this does is that it builds, and this is something that you know whatever I, I see this, a lot of parents seem to not realize that this you're just building resentment in your in your kid. Oh uh, yeah. Toward towards you, your your kid is going to have some feelings about you as much as. As much as they love you, there's only so much that that love can take till it it gets to a breaking point of some kind, and then you have to deal with that for the rest of your lives. Yeah. And that kid is now going to have to deal with the fact that now this is some additional emotional baggage that didn't have to exist, but now does, because you decided to tr- trust a book from some dipshit from Southern California who was trying to rationalize his own abuse to mm-hmm. the point where he where he pathologized it as something that's good because he didn't want to think that he had a shitty mom. Well, yeah. let me tell you something, Jackal, cuz th- this these exact situations t- to create to create a feedback loop into the you know the whole like um god, the whole uh the the the, the name escapes me right now. Ted Bundy. Uh, Ted Bundy. The whole serial killer Ted Bundy thing. This is the these are the exact scenarios that create people like Ed Kemper. Like these are the exact yeah. interplay. I was about to power. bring up, bring up that there was a lot of um, a lot of the same stuff that that Dobson is is saying, which is of course is not to say if you do this, your child will turn out to be a serial killer. But I mean, I they I might. asserted that this <laughs> I, it's a possibility. Like you can't, it won't help. It probably will put them like it's more of a possibility than not now. But that's what happened with Edmund Kemper's mom beat the shit out of him. Oh she yeah. Put him in the basement like because like she just pathologized that he was this monster from as a baby and which is not to the justify the fact that he would do things to people's heads. Um but I don't know it could be uh, that that baby just had bad vibes. I don't know. It could have <laughs> yeah I get yeah that baby that baby, baby looks like in the basement because you have bad vibes you that are baby, killing that baby my looks like that baby looks baby like he's going to be a serial basement. killer. Let's put him in the basement. I I am imagining <laughs> I'm imagining an alternate reality where Benjamin Spock does an interview with uh, Ed Kemper <laughs> at the end of his life and they're like see this is why he's that way. <laughs> uh I, I, I do want to talk about um uh, fucking the the Ted Bundy interview a little bit. Yeah, though. yeah. I have a, um, I have a quote. I have a quote from from uh, from Ted Bundy. Sure. Uh, if go we, for if it. we want to do an interlude to this, yeah, I'll send you. I'll I'll send you the video link. Um, okay. Perfect. To it. I, I was essentially a normal person. I had good friends. I I uh, I led a normal life, except for this one small but very potent and very destructive segment of it that I kept very secret and very close to myself and didn't let let anybody know about it. And part of the shock and horror for my dear friends and family years ago when I was first arrested was that they just, there was no clue. 
they looked at me and they looked at the you know the um, the All American Boy and I'm uh, I mean I wasn't perfect but it was, it was, it, I want to yeah, be quite candid with you I was yeah. I was okay okay uh, I was and the basic humanity and, and basic spirit that God gave me was intact but it, unfortunately it became overwhelmed at times and I think people need to recognize that it's not some kind of the, 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 those of us who are who have been so much influenced by violence in the media, in particular pornographic violence, are not some kinds of inherent monsters. We are your sons and we are your husbands. And we grew up in regular families. And pornography can reach out and snatch a kid out of any house today. He, he snatched me out of my home. It snatched me out of my home 20, 30 years ago. Uh, and as diligent as my parents were, uh, and they were diligent in protecting their children, and as good a Christian home as we had, and we had a wonderful Christian home, uh, there is no protection against the kinds that the kinds of influences that are loose in the society that, that, that tolerates. Dude, I fucking. I fucking hate it when I watch a porno and then it makes me want to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this happens to all of us, man. Let me Who's tell among you. us? Yeah, no, am I right? That's a that's a, nor- that's a normal feeling. That's always yeah. a like mm-hmm. if you if if you watch a a, a porn movie and you the the first thought is man i really want to kill that is you know that, that that's definitely <laughs> yeah. just that everyone that's a, that is a normal so, thought that other this human feels like a have. shitty like family guy cutaway gag where it's like uh it reminds me of that one time pornography made me want to kill lois and then he's just like <laughs> you know sitting there <laughs> And he's it's just it's like, Peter Griffin sitting across the table from James Dobson. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to. Uh, it made me It made me kill Lois. It made me kill Lois. Oh, real, oh really? Oh, real, why? Oh, why? Oh, oh why? Why did you do that? The thing about this, this tape, right, in this interview is you watch it and it's absurd on its face, obviously. You know, Ted Bundy, uh, really, I don't need to explain Ted Bundy to you people. <laughs> Ted Bundy was uh, a bad guy. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> I, you, All of you people fucking know who Ted Bundy is. So like, Even if you say the, that you don't know, he douchebag serial you, killer yeah, misogynist. Google this guy, man. Let me tell you. But the guy well, being who be he careful is, about what you Google. being a sicko, understanding how to play his angles, he knows what Dobson wants to hear. And so he plays right into it and has Dobson eating out of the palm of his hand over the course of this entire interview. And Dobson, being the canny marketer that he is, is able to take this tape, license the fuck out of it, sell copies of it, and it becomes a major revenue stream for Focus as a work. Yeah, how does that make you feel, Phil? (laughs) Does that make you feel good? Does that make you feel good? And this is the thing because it's it's all about feeding the base, like we talked about, right? Like, yeah. okay, your yeah. normal average person is not going to see this interview and be like, "Wow, that's so cool." But no, if but if you're a strong... church, you can buy a copy of the tape for twenty bucks and show it to your men's and, adult and, study group, or whatever. And, and evangelicals are going to be like, "Wow, this conversion is so cool." Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Got him. Got him yeah, right at got, the very we, end. Got, bu- we got this buzzer boy. beater. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and he so, might have killed, you know, you know, like 20 to 30 innocent women, but we got him. Boys. But he yeah, repented him. We got him. We yeah. got him. Um, so this is then 
a massive boost, both to Dobson's national profile and to Focus's finances. Um, they claim that all of the money like was donated to other charities or whatever. I don't think that's fucking true um, because it is this boost in the media profile of the organization that enables them to announce that they are going to be picking up stakes from Pomona and moving to Colorado Springs. Uh, oh, they, yeah. So they build over the course of, because again, this is 89, and they announce in 90 that they're going to be moving. And over the course of the next few years, they build this massive state-of-the-art campus in Colorado Springs, which is, if you're not familiar with Colorado Springs, it is, um, it's Colorado's Branson, I guess. I mean, not in the sense that it's that entertaining, but in the sense that it's full of assholes. Um, and but so- But I purchased some good weed there. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just wait until you hear about the Yakov Smirnoff show that's That's there. right, that's right. Um, <laughs> but like there's there's really it, it, Colorado Springs we could do a whole other episode about Colorado Springs and it's whole fucking horrible deal um but bottom line the thing that you need to know is that the fact that the pulse shooting happened in Colorado Springs is not a fucking coincidence right, right like that's right. um but yeah so uh focus becomes a bigger organization right they start uh they spin up a um video production company and they start making new original children's media. I was uh, gonna say, I you know, no. why I know I know Colorado Springs off the top of my head. Colorado it's, Springs, Colorado eight zero nine nine five, baby. That's which right, because it's at the end of Adventures and Odyssey. <laughs> at the end of every episode of Adventures and Odyssey, Chris, who also is was the voice of Barbie in the early to mid nineties, says, and if you'd like a copy of today's episode, send us a letter at Focus on the Family, Colorado Springs, Colorado eight zero nine nine five. That shit is fucking no. in here. No. It's never going away. No. It's in my fucking brain. Um, and so, yeah, like you've got uh, Adventures in Odyssey, which starts up in 1987. This is Dobson being like, we need to come up with a radio program that can reach these kids. I was about um, to say, you guys can't it. have normal neuroses. You guys can't have like, like unlike me, who has the entirety of the uh, the Shirley Temple Little Darlings mm -hmm. like collection <laughs> sure. commercial memorized yeah. uh, you, you guys oh, have the yeah, beat yeah. your children commercial yeah. no i mean I, just to be very you clear also have the infomercial oh i'm just i'm normal um so there's that um they end up later on spinning off spinning up an animated series of uh adventures and odyssey they produce those oh, tapes from 94 to 97 it's fucking horrible it's um, Oh they do a God. live action show with uh, some animation in it. It's like a kid who has a little animated sidekick character. This show mm -hmm. is called McGee and Me. Uh, they produce those tapes from 89 to 92. There's Last, Last Chance Detectives, which is sort of like an adventure series where it's like these kids are doing... Because remember, like, detectives and, like, looking... Uh, finding out mysteries was, like, the style at the time in the mid-90s. Yeah, Car Carmen Sandiego and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Boxcar children, things right, of that nature. Right. Um, so, you know... It this is for for kids like like me and, and like Josiah. This yep. was our way into focus as an organization because they were producing media that is, I would say, competent um, and certainly yeah. well above the rest of Christian children's media at the time. You had Christian uh, bookstores that would sell this shit. You'd have uh, uh, church libraries that would stock this shit, and uh, it was their way in because, again, focus's mission as an organization, is to defend the traditional family. And that means that you have to get everybody in. And that includes kids. If you can get kids in while they're young, if you can plant that fucking brain worm, they are going to stay that way. 
And so you can continue to grow and cultivate them into being foot soldiers by the time they are old enough to vote. Yeah. And and it's a it's a, a nice like it's a nice chill. It's it's a soft face for this whole thing to a point like it honestly took me till college, like mm. reading some book where focus on the family comes up as a hate group when I really realize like, wait, 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 sure. the adventures and odyssey guys did hate stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and enough that like it's so um, nice. How could that <laughs> yeah, be? How could this happen? <laughs> or like, you know, like uh, what when when Chick Fil A kind of got in, you know, like the public debacle because they were giving money to yeah. focus on the family. If you were young enough at that time, you'd be like, "What's the deal? They're giving money right. to make more adventures and Odyssey episodes." Like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> and I get a tape when I go to Chick Fil A anyway. What's it's, good for the good for the gander? I, I want to make on. a quick quick note. Um, I looked up adventures and Odyssey. Um, the Wikipedia page I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at is starring. Um, we have uh, uh, we have Hal Smith, who was from who was yep. the drunk in the Andy Griffith show. Sure we is. have Paul Herling. Um, yep. Herlinger. Don't yes. know who that is. Yeah. Uh, he's Wit um, too. Uh, Wit died, and they got uh, a new Wit. <laughs> they kept running out of old and guys. Andre, Wit. Oh my <laughs> god! There's, like, there's three. Yeah. Andre Schleich like, is uh, Wit three. Yeah. Wit three. Katie it's like curly Lay, school where they uh, have like 14 curlies lined up. Yeah, it, it I, literally I remember, is, her, yes. I remember her for being in Shenmue 3. Uh, oh, Katie Lee. Riot. Yeah, she's also really good in Totally Spies. <laughs> yeah, no, oh my like God. another actor here who's also in Totally Spies. Like there's... Yeah, well, that's Katie Lee. Like the, they don't they, just... They have like Walker. They have a... Uh, oh, what's his name? The uh, the guy um, uh, the guy from the Partridge family. They yeah, Walker Earl Edmiston. The, the, is, this you'll, is... You will know who, Earl Bowen, know yes. Earl Bowen. Who's the, who's the psychologist in the Terminator movies? Yeah, Earl yeah. Bowen. Also the voice of LeChuck in the Monkey Island games. Like, that's the thing about Adventures in Odyssey also, is that these are these heavy... Are like, fucking hitters real voice actors genuine industry voice actors yes yes and and that's also why like at its best there's a lot of really trash adventures and odyssey episodes like for sure but when it's at its best it's a pretty solid kids program usually when they don't touch like the political stuff the off episodes that just like oh a kid gets in some trouble and yeah, there's really they don't do, or when they don't put the child or when they don't put the child in the consequence room. As long as you're not entering the room of consequence or the imagination <laughs> station, you're probably fine. What is the imagination station? Oh, that's oh. the main one. Oh, that's man. no, no. I don't want to imagine the things they're gonna do. No, no, no. You go, you, you go into the imagination station and uh, you witness the death of Christ himself. No, 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 no. This yeah. is one side. One side. <laughs> There's so many. You great- can witness other things too, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you could witness other things too. Good, good. That's what I'm here for. Um, uh. but yeah, I mean, it, it's this is the thing about what made Focus so effective uh, in terms of their media outreach. Now, once the thing, the thing that's also kind of interesting about Focus is like once we hit the era of new media, they low key fell off. Like, oh, they yeah. were very good at uh, leveraging VHS and magazines and radio. Um, they didn't pivot to the digital age very effectively. Oh. Yeah, that's a bummer. You know, I wish we had gotten Is it? <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> I just, you know, thought we could get some cool... <laughs> some really good podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's the funny... They did actually... They were an early adopter of podcasts, too. It's just oh, that their man. podcasts weren't very good. No, they should have adapted really well. Like, I want, like, right. uh, like a focus on the family come town. You know, like... <laughs> 
I want I want to focus on the family uh, daily Twitch stream. Uh, I want to hear uh, Wit playing Call of Duty. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm still. I'm still no. going through the imagination station. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to more, if you want imagination station, if you want more about that, listen to a Wit's Endless Summer brought to you I was by the worst say, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or Patreon.com/slash Worst of All. <laughs> Lord. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I read their fucking um, shitty-ass boys magazine, uh, which was called Breakaway, mm-hmm. um, and I even sent them a letter when I was 17, uh, or 16, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to... It was basically a test. It was like, I know what these fucking guys are up to, um, but for some reason, I was still getting their magazine at the time. I don't know why. Um, I became woke when I was, uh, like, 15 because I was extremely online, and so I sent them an email... Uh, basically being like, again, this is sort of persona, Josh, uh, being like, well, maybe I'll be the typical like centrist guy who says that uh, you have to look on both sides. Right. And I sent a letter in hoping to be published in the magazine being like, you know, um, the candidates in the 2008 election, uh, there's Republicans, there's Democrats, but God has no political party. Right. And the response that I got back is I want to read this. Um, this is oh from a man God. named Jack Wallace, who I guess was the guy <laughs> responding to emails at the time, <laughs> who said, thanks, Josh, for writing to focus on the family and breakaway. It's always great to hear from our readers. We mm. appreciated your insights regarding candidate values being important for the 2008 presidential election. Dr. Dobson is always interested in the opinions of his listeners, but your letter is of special value to him because you mm. address an important topic from an unusual position. We rarely hear from teens with your perspective. We want to encourage you to continue raising your voice, even though it may cause discomfort or place you in the minority. (laughs) (laughs) We we really want you to keep raising your your stupid-ass voice with its dumb opinions. You fucking idiot. You sound like a very fine, intelligent young man, which I read that with, like, the Southern, you know, bless your soul intonation, right? Bless your heart. You sound like a very very fine, intelligent young man. You sound like a very fine... a uh, fine, intelligent young man. Uh, and we believe God is going to do great things through you. Uh, again, thanks for taking the time to express God your views, God did eventually Josh. do great things through you. You're on the Mammonberg podcast. Hey, there we go. There we go. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Right. He was right. <laughs> May God bless you richly in the days ahead. Jack Wallace, breakaway. So that's my focus on the family story. Uh, oh, man. In they should have interacting with the them directly. They should have. They should have. I think they should have. They could have learned things from me like... Furthermore, God does not support any political party, and it is foolhardy to think Amen. that the Republicans will always deliver a godly candidate Amen. or that the Democrats will always nominate someone who opposes Christianity. Amen. <laughs> thanks, thanks, 16 I think, Josh. oh yeah, hashtag publish Josh's letter. They can still Absolutely. fix this. Come on. We're You motherfuckers. Are they, still, are they still publishing Breakaway? Uh, they are not, although they are still publishing Brio, which is their uh, girls' magazine for like. Yeah, you should things. go with that one, then. <laughs> yeah, no, should go there. I, oh my god, I can't even imagine what what's in there, like what they're trying to market towards. Oh, it's like it's it's it really Jeez, is just like trying to raise girls to be trad wives, honestly. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, lovely, lovely, yeah. amazing. That's so just, good. You love good to see it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! All right, so for, for we're in terms of they didn't make the pivot to new media well um right at all so with so they're still basically in in old media in terms of actually like 
the so is is adventures in Asia this other stuff that they were there yeah. to try to appeal to the culture yeah trademark mm-hmm. um did that's still being published like through CDs and uh, yeah, yeah. Through well stuff like that. so they do have their own streaming service for Adventures in Odyssey. It's like oh a, man, I can't wait to. Bu- well, how much is it? It's like I don't know. It's like six bucks a month or something like that. Oh dang, <laughs> Josh, um, can, uh, what is it's one dollar? It's one dollar more than subscribing to the Worst of All Possible Worlds <laughs> on Patreon.com. <laughs> slash worst of all. Well, I, I think I <laughs> guys, think guys, we, know we gotta which get a Patreon so buy. we can compete. <laughs> um, I think. Let's see. Should I should I get should I get a tier in the Worst of All Possible Worlds Patreon, or should I subscribe to the Focus of the Family Streaming Network? Listen. Well, let me tell you, Jackal. Uh, the the Worst of All Possible Worlds is giving me tears right now. That's oh right. yeah, oh. That's, oh. that's good. Mm-hmm. You're making me. Yeah. I'm tears feeling of many joy, things right now. Hopefully, <laughs> um, I'm feeling, you're making well, me feel a lot of, of pain right and now, sadness uh, as I am locked in the consequences room. Yeah, I locked you in the room. <laughs> Wit is gonna lock you in the room of consequences, dude. Don't even worry no. about it. Um, no. So I, in no small part, I think I, I genuinely do believe that if Dobson had, because again, Dobson has such a fucking savvy for media and understanding how media ecosystems work. I believe that if he had stayed as president of the organization in the 2000s they would have made that pivot but instead what happened was um jim daly a different guy took over as president of focus in the year 2005 uh and james dobson fully left focus in the year 2009 to start something called family talk that dobson archive that we referenced earlier that's part of family talk um coverage of this like contemporary coverage from when he left focus claims that this was part of like a succession plan i've been able to find nothing about this supposed succession plan um i believe that james dobson got kicked the fuck out because he was mixing the political side of the project in a way that was maybe not fully legal with the rest of the organization that makes sense because um one of in 2004 Uh, Focus on the Family established a separate uh, organization that is still under the umbrella of Focus, but is not a 501c3, called uh, Focus on the Family Action. And this was the part of the organization that was technically supposed to be the part that would like send out letters about who you should vote for and things of that nature. Um, because they're they're separately incorporated. They're a C4 rather than a C3. Um, but again, Dobson's project permeates everything that he does and he didn't always toe the line (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) so dobson basically became a a a renegade within the institution that he he created because exactly kept he is a martyr he's a martyr yeah no he was he was fired for truth yeah (laughs) Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to the Kids Radio Recording Studio. Focus on this, bitch. You're fired. Bundy requested the interview with Dr. Dobson because he had watched him serve on the Attorney General's Commission on Pornography. You probably remember me from Adventures in Odyssey. Daniel Weiss with Focus on the Family Action says Bundy's words were prophetic. I think there's a real disconnect in society where we can even even 20 years later look at Ted Bundy and say, hey, we condemn what this man has done. It's horrible and tragic and we don't like it. But at the same time, we have entertainment shows all over the place like CSI, 
Special Victims Unit, and even, you know, a film today, My Bloody Valentine, which glorifies in this kind of sexualized violence. I think Jamie and Casey learned something about being trustworthy. Uh, we, uh, yeah, he was fired for taking a stand. But Josh, yeah, what exactly yeah. did they stand for? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, tell, so what, what's, uh, we've talked a lot about the history of it. What, what do these guys believe? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, if you look at their website, you can go there. It's like focusonthefamily.org or whatever. Um, you will, or focusonthefamily.com, actually. Uh, you will find that they take a very different stance when they are sort of doing the fuzzier, you know, focus on the family side of things than when you go over to the Family Policy Alliance website, which again is their C4. So on the C3 side of things, focus on the family, their core values are the preeminence of evangelism, the permanence of marriage, the value of children, the sanctity mm. of human life, the wow. importance of social responsibility, the value of male and female. If we pivot over to the Family Policy Alliance side of things, they list the following issues. Abortion, assisted suicide, yeah. parental rights, education, yeah. sexual orientation, transgender, <laughs> religious Trans freedom in healthcare, gender. religious freedom in business, right? So again, it's they will stake out the most reactionary position possible. They will agitate for it. They will propagate for it. Uh, focus on the family, uh, or sorry, Family Policy Alliance. They exist to get the foot soldiers up and moving, right? They will be like, here's who you need to vote for. Here's how you need to do it. Here's what you need to do in terms of your local school board, in terms of influencing them. They will also train legislators. They will hold junkets where like they invite a bunch of legislators out and there's like, here's how you should, you know, support the thing in your, in your state legislation. Here's the bills that you should write. It's kind of like Alec, but a little bit different. Um... And they're still fucking funded to the gills because their time, I truly do believe, is limited as an organization due to the fact that they've failed to capture the youth. But guess what? There's a lot of rich old fuckers out there, and they are continuing to bankroll this organization in a major, major way. Uh, and so they're going to be around for a while. And they're going to continue to do things like they were a major uh, 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 component of uh, Proposition 8 in California. That would not have passed were it not for focus on the family and, of course, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and they still have a massive mailing list, you know, direct mail uh, to actual physical like letters, email, all of that. The core business model that has always existed, getting people in, reaching out to them directly, telling them what to do, that's part of their core. And as long as evangelical Christianity exists in the state that it's existed in, in this country for, for centuries, Focus is going to continue to be a major player. And Dobson yeah. is going to be over sort of like on... In, on his own little island. He's going to be on Exiled the Family Talk Island, uh, putting out horrible fucking broadcasts until the day that he dies, which, God willing, will be sooner than later. <laughs> oh, Jesus They do this Christ. every... It's always the cycle of media figures where, especially conservative media figures, their audience outgrows them in both, like, fervency and degeneracy yeah. to the point where... Uh, they become obsolete, you know? It, it's like what happens to, like, Rush Limbaugh fans, you know, of the olden year, where they become so fervent that, like, you know, Rush Limbaugh becomes too left for them at some point, and they're just like, oh my god, he said something, like, mild. He yeah. can't well, say anything mild. Yeah, Mildness well, uh, is... 
and 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 their impact is long lasting. So like, yeah, they the focus on the family may disappear, you know, in in the next decade or so. But the uh, the wave of anti trans shit we're seeing right now is is very much, you know, they are one of the parents of that movement now, right. especially because they led basically the equivalent of what's happening right now back in the early two thousands, where they were basically behind like ninety percent of the ballot initiatives to define marriage as between a man and a woman. Right. Like they they were they were there. They show up like a lot <laughs> in in well in, 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 I, in I just uh I, I just went to the to the Family Alliance website. Um, yeah, and I went to their to their uh uh the transgenderism oh, and gender. Are you dysphoria. learning about transgender? Yeah, I'm learning about transgender. I'm learning so many things. Um, a bullshit line from from Genesis that they have taken out of context. That I wonder if any of these guys have done any uh any. Uh, biblical history studies. The oh fact boy, that the Israelites did have gender variants, and that there's many words in Hebrew that had that. Oh no, 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 no. No, they did a lot of historical research into how it's a seven day creation. Of course, so that's my understanding <laughs> exactly, is that exactly. the Bible just sort of like the King James version of the Bible, of course, of just course, sort of yep, dropped yes. from the sky like the linking book yeah. at the beginning of Mist. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> it's been that way ever since. Yeah, no, the uh, it was Moses. Like he did come down with. It's actually heresy that to say that he came down with with the two tablets. Oh, yeah. What it really was was the two tablets and the King James Bible in its right. entirety. Well, well right. actually, Jackal, the the Torah and the Tanakh come after the King James Bible. Bible heresy. chronologically heresy. The, heresy. You know, the, it's only the, the King New James Testament Bible. was actually written in advance. I'm going to write a chick track about you. Uh, okay, so this is horrifying. Uh, it's just—it's bad science. It's bad science. It's bad theology. It's exactly what you would from expect. My from my heart and from my hand. Why don't why people, don't people understand, understand my intention? Oh, it's that's it's, a, that's one of my karaoke go-to songs, Phil. You found your way into my heart. So we're both Oingo Boingo fans, I see. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude! People are born genetically with clear male or female chromosomes. Yada yada yada. Bullshit right. science. Bullshit theology. You get it. What really interests me about this page here is what's happening in transgender. <laughs> what's happening? Wait, 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 wait! I gotta do like it, a, wait the f- I gotta in do transgender. Like a, it's in transgender. What's I have to do like an incensed like fifty year old like Italian father. It's like what 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 what's going on in transgender? Well, oh, pretty so much. I will tell you what's going on in transgender. Well, well uh, mostly uh, a lot of my mutuals talking about anime, from what I I, I see. Um, yeah, but if we're talking about what focus uh, the family wants you to know, or the family a lot policy lines, whatever. Um, we never stop in the defense of life. The family and your religious freedom keep up to date on what's happening across the nation and learn how you can join us in taking action. Yeah. And after that, yeah. you get a bunch of a bunch of links to Texas Take Action, Protect Girls Sports. Sunday is Detransition Awareness Day. Kansas, take action. Tell Governor Kelly to protect girl sports. Texas, take action. Protect children from transgender drugs and surgeries. It's fucking, it's, you know what? uh, Josiah, this is your state. Iowa, take action. Protect children from transgender drugs drugs and surgeries. Sunday is D's Nuts Awareness Day. Okay. Like, (laughs) there is one aware of D's Nuts. Fuck Listen, you. Th- this one goes out to my uh, my fellow queers in the trans community. <laughs> I I'm, I just want to tell you there is there is more unhealthy shit in one little vial of corn syrup produced in <laughs> Iowa 
than there hey. is in the entirety of a hormone replacement therapy treatment. That is true. That you is have like, more and, corn and, and conservatives pigs than love desire. their corn syrup. Let me tell <laughs> you, we, we, especially if it's high fructose. Yes, we, exactly. we as a state, Iowa, have probably done more damage to the world than transgender people combined. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, so I, I do love the little the images that they provide for for their for these little things too for transgender. It's like a generic picture of two of like the most two milk toast white people that have ever existed, and then uh, for sexual orientation, it's like a close up of of two men and women kissing. You know how oh. God intended it. Oh wow, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Sexuality is a oh, God given. Tell, right tell me to be. more. Tell me more. What? How are they kissing? Are they are they just like is it like a little kiss or is it, is it like, like a big kiss? It's like a little doing it's, a little bit more. It's, like it's it's a it's a little. It looks kind of like a peck. I think that that's what Dobson mm, wants you to do. The just, hottest. Just right. Give your your spouse a bit. Those of a marks. Peck. I can still I can They're still tr- jack off to it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> exactly. If you if you imagine enough, I'm sure that you could imagine that there's other stuff that they're doing too. I, I, Sexuality I is a god given gift to be expressed within the context of a marriage between one man and one woman for life. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Forms of mm-hmm. sexual interaction mm-hmm. outside of marriage distort God's gift of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And right. then what they have in what's happening in sexual orientation. I love these days. What's happening um, in sexual orientation? <laughs> today. What's happening hope- in sexual orientation What's today? the deal with sexual orientation? Uh, what's happening a, in sexual orientation today? It's, and it's about what you would expect. There is stuff about stop Biden's school agenda with uh-huh. a picture of a very distressed little, little, little child. No, father, I don't Pelosi's want to go to the Biden school. Dangerous bill no. Now. Pelosi's I don't want house. to go to the Biden school. They're going to teach me how to be gay, Father. No. <laughs> Please Pelosi's keep house me at home. Passed. Pelosi's oh. house just passed. Most dangerous oh. bill. Now oh. what? And then there's one that I, I kind of want to... I'm going to click this and see exactly what this is. It's called A Prayer for Our LGBT Neighbors. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I'm glad they're praying for me. Oh, I don't... I've been, I've been Jackal, are you happy pray they're praying the for us? <laughs> Let's yeah, Jackal, that. are you happy they're praying for us? Are you happy they're I, praying can you, for I, us? I'm so I've, happy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that sob that's about cursing people, so I'm thinking about that right now. Uh, <laughs> me too, buddy, me too. June is Pride Month. June <laughs> is Pride Month, and a time when many who identify as LGBT will spend this mm-hmm. month celebrating mm-hmm. their identity. As Christians, we are saddened by the celebrations this month. Because not only do we know that Prime Month is a celebration of sin, but we know we'll never be free until we find our identity, salvation, and hope in Jesus oh. Christ. Amen, oh, brother. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yet that very realization makes Pride Month an incredible opportunity for prayer and for the gospel to go forth. So today, mm. at the beginning of June, I want to share two things with you. An answer to your questions on this topic and a prayer for our LGBT neighbors. Yes, Lord, first say off, it. Say yes. It. Uh, Lord, Lord, please. First off, an exciting announcement. We are pleased to announce that we're launching a new video series. I'm, I'm <laughs> a new I'm video this. series. I'm skipping Coming this. soon on Bigot DVD. <laughs> fuck this. I'm not. No, fuck you. I'm not doing your free advertising for your bullshit video series. And yes, it was produced in a Chinese factory. Not because we believe in foreign labor, but because we want the Asians to suffer. But also, yeah. again, <laughs> notice the emphasis there. Again, they, they continue to be vertically integrated. It's always yeah. a pitch for something. They, even though Dobson's me, gone, they've retained his model. It reminds me a bit of, uh, Josh, have you ever watched anything from the Alex Jones show from InfoWars? 
a little bit, but uh, I mean, don't do it. It's it's not good for your brain. I know that but, he's always closing. Like, but he's always closing. <laughs> but the thing, like the thing that he always does, that he that they both do well. They're always reminding you what we've got on sale next. What do we got right, on sale? Exactly. What we have? Like, mm-hmm. they're always selling. They're always pitching. Well, well actually, um, if you if you tune into the Ben Shapiro show, you can get these boxer briefs that have my my <laughs> sister's uh, face on them, and you can you can <laughs> yeah, feel yeah, her yeah. her supple. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read. I'm gonna read this. I don't want to stay on this. Uh, <laughs> just police. like um, the, going, the visage of my going, sister yeah, will stay on this. your balls. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, yep. we don't have to yep. keep going. This is great. Stop this here. Is awesome. Okay. Thank so you, would would you would y'all for this month? Would y'all join me in this prayer? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, right. brother. I am folding my hands and closing my eyes. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, Lord! In this month, our hearts are heavy for those who identify as LGBT. Your word is mm. clear about both mm. sin and salvation. Our own consciences testify to this truth. Yet, so many live with the hope that they will find their true self, or even their worldly salvation in a broken identity. So, this month, we lift uh, up this challenging uh-huh. issue before you. For those within the walls of the church who may claim the identity of LGBT, we pray. Oh, they may claim it, Lord. They may claim it. They may claim it. They may claim it. They may claim it. They may claim it, but they'll never claim us. We pray. We pray for the work of your Holy Spirit in the church to call those sins. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Repentance. That's for those right. Christians who continue to struggle in this area and yet who choose faithfulness they to your word. Continue to struggle. We pray for that, great, for that great faith and encouragement. For those for who are uncertain about their fearfully and wonderfully made body, for their fearfully and wonderfully made bodies, we pray <laughs> for peace. Can, can, I, can I ask a question? What if we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're gay? But you're, the, 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 look, look, do, do, do you want to know? You want to know? Do you really want to know? We want to think. Yeah. You tell me, do you know? Do, do, you you may have those thoughts, as long as you don't act on those thoughts. Like, and you don't have to, right? I have yep. thoughts all the time of doing things that I shouldn't do. Exactly, doing exactly. Things. You know, like, and I don't like do a, this, that. Like the wonderful, this wonderful writer. I encourage you to read a broad dryer. He he said. Oh that no! It was a, he said that it was a, it was a challenge to be heterosexual. Yeah, <laughs> it was a challenge to me. And you know, I related that I went when I was in when I was in high school and I was playing football and there were all of those big sweaty bodies around me. <laughs> it, it, it was it was such a it was I had to punch myself, punch myself, remind myself I'm I'm not that. When I looked upon the Primitive, you have to, you have to, you have to you got to think of yourself as a family so that you can beat your family. You beat yourself so you beat your family, and then you beat the massive root winner. No, you're not supposed. No, to. you don't. No, 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 you fucking don't. don't. Uh, okay, let's start over. Where did we lose you, Phil? <laughs> we're praying. Pray I don't. I don't understand. We, I don't know how I can make this any clearer. I'm actually. <laughs> you're gonna beat it into me with the that. massive root winner. <laughs> we pray. We pray for peace and shriveled root. <laughs> that you did not make a mistake and that they were not born in the wrong body for children Ooh. who are hearing messages mm. that make mm. them question. 
question their own sexuality would pray for the protection of that mind and the hearts for those all for all those who identify as LGBT or struggling with that sexual identity <laughs> in another way we pray that they would find the joy and freedom that only comes from following you as Lord we pray that their hearts would be opened to see sin for what it is and to see the joy of your salvation as greater for those in ministry to our LGBT neighbors we pray for the strength to speak truth to love and in more than anything to make your gospel known in the worlds in the words they say and the way they live for those of us with LGBT friends and family oh, we pray preach for it. great oh. love and great discernment for each of us we pray hard prayer hard prayer yes hard lord yes Amen. lord yes lord for Amen. Of our own sin and our own Ah, conviction, yes, Lord. <laughs> I feel the conviction in my bones. <laughs> we pray for our first priority in our own hearts. In this our prayer is too long. So, okay, I was going to say, they should <laughs> gotta, take a note gotta, from our fucking Episcopal, from his Episcopalians here. I'm pulling the Episcopalian card. Yes, three yes. sentences. Three sentence prayer. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> three sentence. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> keep. Um, we're adding a lot of so flavor. Right. We gotta, we're adding a lot of flavor to this. Their pr- this prayer is fl- is is as uh, has as much seasoning as unseasoned <laughs> as like plain white bread with mayonnaise. Right. And you have uh, that you got just a little smidge of mayonnaise. Like this. I, I'll credit who who wrote this. This is from Brandon Balcati. Balcati. Yeah. Oh, it's Italian. Brandon Brand- Brandon Bugatti. B- Brandon. <laughs> Mirandian? 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 Brandian? I don't know I how love, to like, Let's go, Brandian. I love these people. I love these people because they, they clearly think about sexuality more than I do. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> just out they, here. They think about this shit way more than, than any queer person I've ever known thinks about I'm just this. like sitting yep. back and being like, wow, you know, I, I'm so happy I met my wife and we're both weird and gay together. I yep. love being weird, and then I'm just like, yeah, that's it. You know, I, I'm that's glad it. I found somebody. You're just, and it, then these people so... are like, but but neither of you should be having those those thoughts because. How do you have <laughs> sex? Tell me in detail how you. Yeah, homie, how like, you God. break the Bible's covenants. Tell me, Jesus, I'm a happily married man. Thank you. These people. No, and you're what's not. Funny is, you hate like, yourself. Let Let me tell you. I'm gonna redeem uh, you from your lustful thoughts, dude. Mm, it's that's funny what I'm gonna do. Talik, Talik upon seeing me. Do you remember when we when we used cameras for the first time and we talked to Talik and he looked at me and he was just like, "Oh my God, Phil looks gayer in person than I thought." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like whether you're talking about a, a, a marriage uh, between uh, two 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 a man and a woman, a, mm. a, a man and a man, mm. uh, two women. Uh, a, a man and a, a dog, you know, it's a slippery slope out there. That's right. right. Oh, and that's, right. that's oh, what focus on the family is always letting us know. The Did other they coy that? that? Uh, no, but like, you know, they, I'm sure they've said it. Like the other, the other thing that I think it's just worth noting is everything we've talked about is horrible. 
but they're actually even worse. Like we could we, we could do another two hours just talking about all the horrible legislation they've sponsored, um, all of the like horrible amicus briefs that they've filed in various cases to make the world a worse place. Um, they've also under the Trump administration, they were able to really level up their game. In 2017, uh, they basically said, uh, "We're a church now." Uh, and uh, the guess church what? I, of family with a church of absolutely we and you know testify, family is focused on the family at church no of course they're fucking not but the yeah, irs now. has yeah. to call your fucking bluff on that shit um whereas if you're a church the irs cannot audit your finances in any capacity whatsoever so they just they fucking went yolo and they were like you know what we're a church now deal with it the irs so under trump angry. didn't call their bluff and uh, so, so now they're a church angry oh, i'm great. so fucking upset and you know as long as they remain financially shielded it's going to allow them to continue to court untold amounts of dark money because as i said earlier they've still got these very very Woo. wealthy backers you know, Dark the, Devo money. the DeVos family is yep. one of the biggest backers, as well as Betsy's mother, Elsa Prince. There was a weird quid pro quo thing where, like, Elsa Prince donated a bunch of money to them and focused on the family, opened up a bookstore in Holland, Michigan. Uh, and then, of course, when it opened, there was this whole thing where there were, like, queer protesters who showed up and focused did the whole bah well i don't i do declare i do not understand how anybody could be opposed <laughs> to the love of our lord and savior jesus christ you know and so it's just like it's gonna be that shit all the way shame, down until shame all these the outsiders fucking horrible people die um that day cannot come soon enough um Inshallah. and yeah like i i, I hope that the tour that I've taken you on of this mm. horrible, horrible world has been useful. I apologize for any psychic damage that I've done to you, but you know, it's it's something that I really think people should know about because these organizations, focus in organizations like it, are not organizations that you will have ever heard of unless you, A, are from an evangelical background, or B, track reactionary politics and the organizations that are propagating reactionary narratives very, very closely. Now, I do both. So like, <laughs> I, th this is my fucking wheelhouse. But it's something that everybody, I think, genuinely should be aware of because these narratives don't just come out of thin air, right? And that's something yeah. that we talk about on our show a lot. How these, these ideas of like what the world is and how the world is ordered. It's not as if these are ideas that just exist out in the ether and then you pull them out of Plato's cave, right? That's not real. What happens instead is that people who are in positions of power are always trying to sell you something and the more yep. access they have to the more people and the more capital and the more resources and the more real estate and the more voters and the more horrible fucking people who simply exist to make life worse for those of us who want a world outside of their world Yep. <laughs> I don't even know how to finish that sentence. I hate it so much. We've reached thank you for listening capitalist to realism, but like through the evangelical movement, yeah. we cannot escape their designs and machinations for the world, for That's we cannot right. conceive of a world outside of it. Did you, uh, it truly did you guys is ever, the worst ever of watch? all possible worlds. That's we right. That's the right. worst of all that, possible worlds, indeed. We, and Mabenberg is is the capital of that fucking world. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Did any of you guys watch Smiley Friends? Yeah, I um, watched Smiley Friends. Do you remember that that there's a... Phil's got a note. In the first episode, uh, Pim 
receives such psychic damage that by the episode he's like a shriveled husk. Yeah. That just is staring <laughs> off blankly into into like the into nothing. His his faith in humanity and in everything that he's known and loved and care about. I'm just I I'm I'm feeling uh I I feel as though that I at this moment am cheering on the apocalypse. I want the mm-hmm. end to come. Cop of the apocalypse, baby. The gloom I, is manifesting on the horizon. It will come and it will doom humanity. And we will not know the hour or the cause mm-hmm. or the reason. Mm-hmm. We will simply be subsumed by it. The the the, the humanity's dusk is at hand. Mm-hmm. Sir, you're no, a police officer. You- Please Amen, brother Philip. Amen. 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 <laughs> you know, you know that uh, that part of um, you know that how there's this whole thing of like how Jehovah's Witnesses believe there's only going to be a certain number of people saved. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred forty-four thousand, right? Yeah, I believe Which it's one hundred and forty-four. Never made sense as to why you would evangelize then if there's a. Well, actually, let me look up the exact <laughs> yeah, you're number. You're getting right rid now. of prime real estate here. <laughs> it's, there's a limited amount of spots. I imagine, don't know about you guys, but imagine converting somebody and then you lose your place in heaven. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's 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 first in, first out. <laughs> I got. My I, I, I want I'm not leaving. I want you all to know that I want. I hope these people, when they die and go to hell, I hope they experience like the being like put in yeah. a tube of toothpaste and like rolled like, but like in a Hieronymus Bosch painting. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure, that sure. equivalent people, people in paste. a Hieronymus Bosch painting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. is real. It's a Herodotus Bosch painting. They're going to it. I've, I've, you know how there's like annihilationism and how they believe that you know, everyone else is going to be annihilated. I believe that, but I don't believe anyone's going to be saved. I think that we're. I, I think that. Uh, I I think that we're all just going to die. I think that we're all going to be annihilated. Hey, let me introduce um, you to something called atheism. That's no, 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 no. That's no. I don't see that. No, that's chicken shit. I do believe that all everything happened, but I believe that the only morally right thing that God could do is kill us. Is annihilate us God, all. God, God's real, but still, there's no afterlife. God is real. There is no, and if there is, there shouldn't be. We don't deserve one. We the don't fact deserve that we, it. That we deserve very good, very good, very The good. fact that this organization, this evil, like cartoonishly evil organization, led by a dipshit of a man who looks like a thumb, has yeah, somehow, he does. they all he does, do. Yeah. They all he look does. like thumbs. Who has somehow bobbed and weaved his way into establishing the roots of the religious right that is currently terrorizing and leading a genocidal campaign on trans people and just gonna lead to more worse shit for every marginalized group of people yep, that exists yep. um there hey hey buddy every everybody's this they're also uh one of the bills in tennessee will also let uh clerks not allow interfaith marriages to uh uh, to go through. Oh, let's go, true. dude. That's what's up. If you're Catholic <laughs> and Protestant, I don't like that. I, no. Yeah, neither. Yeah, exactly. No, no, we shouldn't. Shouldn't. We're, I, we're see, I think it's. I think it's about time for us to have some troubles of our own in this country. <laughs> <laughs> We've been you know, going we really need. We need to. We need to all sit back and go like everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Embrace well, the revolution, people. Embrace it. Rock your children. Where is this going? Beat your children. Fists. Rock your children. Beat your children. With your fists. Rock your children. Oh, okay. All right. It's a child beating joke. Sorry, got it. All yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
We're, uh, I don't know right, where, where if to, we're ever going to um, save America, folks, uh, nope. one bruise at a time. Fuck exactly. them, kids. Exactly. All right. <laughs> we're, we are, uh, we're, I, the only hope that I have is that, that, uh, this, that Dobson dies. Um, he's an old fuck, and I hope that, that he dies, like, uh, I hope he goes into, it, like, a mind. wood chipper, no, but, a- like, Feet first, so I'm that going he to can. Do, I'm going to do Fargo the... to him. <laughs> all, right, all, all I'm going to. All right. So that is, cut. by the way, a legally actionable threat. I want to make very clear here <laughs> no, that no, I am that, threatening <laughs> to put him into a wood chipper in real life. I, Josh Borman, co-host of the worst of all possible worlds, <laughs> he's not part of. A, am making a legally <laughs> actionable <laughs> threat on the life of Dr. Wait, James no, Dobson, wait, no, no, host no, no. of Family Talk and. <laughs> Founder of Focus on the Family. Josiah, leave this in the episode. Yes, I'm leaving. Leave it in the episode. Yes, I'm leaving. Leave it in the episode. It wasn't one of us, so it's fine. It's It's all right. We we, we can be sued a different way. It's okay. This is not a Mammy Burger proof statement. We will be consulting our legal team. Yeah, we are ambiguous on this statement. I can speak. We're going to. Got to do the uh, the whitest kids you know bit, where it's like, you know, an illegal statement would be, I'm going to kill James Dobbs. Right, right. (laughs) That would be illegal to say that. Um. Yeah, uh, we should probably move toward wrapping up here. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> On that, but guys, I just feel bereft of hope for humanity. Well, it's uh, okay. It's it's the Easter season. Leading, it, we're in Lent still. You're yeah, supposed, it's supposed to, to be feel sad. Yeah, whip yourself. Right. <laughs> I think I might. I might actually feel something. Yeah, now. we should get back into mortification of the flesh because of this. On I, on Easter, what happens? You know what happens is is wit comes back from the grave. <laughs> No, no, no. He no. is not our that's, savior. That's what, that's what they talk the... about when they refer to the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. It's just for John it's Avery John Whitaker Avery. specifically. It's just, just for, this for him. Guy yeah, wait, wait, there's a reason the elect is singular. It's just him. Right. It's the elect, the singular. That guy. All that stuff that Jesus he was, was the talking only about, one he was worthy. talking about wit. He was talking about just that one John guy. Avery Whitaker, man. <laughs> the harrowing of hell, he was going down there to clear space so that so that like Wit could go and then he could just hang out. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, where I, else are you going to put a Victorian mansion that is also an ice cream parlor uh, and was formerly the town hall of the city and then briefly served as a recreation center? Yep. I'm what? not making well, any of this up. True. That's this the deep lore of Adventures in Odyssey. This is canon. Why, anyway, well, guys, you guys should have just... God, I I wish that someone just gave you like a comic book. I wish Man, that like someone I fucking just like wish it, that too. Like, I thought you were about to say I, I I genuinely thought you were about to say I wish somebody gave me a concussion. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> because that would be preferable to having to hear about this. Show. Oh yeah, well, the car if accident someone, almost gave me one just, of those. If someone could just like come here and hit me the back of the head with a two by four until yeah, the exactly, pain stops, exactly. I think that that would be preferable. I wish well, that like somewhere somewhere the before you were given the CDs for this thing, so, like you just like. <laughs> met a guy's like hey here's a batman comic book read this i you know i fucking wish that happened to me too <laughs> but here i am and i all i know is adventures and odyssey you know about so, this fucking well, douchebag a bit and his the his consequence room that's all let, I, yeah, let me tell you something guys amen yeah let me tell you okay Phil. this is this is this has been enlightening <laughs> mm, yeah it yeah has, that's a word um, for it it has it has it has it has basically I now understand why Josiah does so much weed. <laughs> yeah, I now understand uh, uh, 
the the substance abuse of 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 the collective evangelical <laughs> right, community. He's about to take a swing of, of alcohol. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, I do. I it does give me a perspective. Why why are so many like podcasters fundamentally broken people and just like like just not like they're just so maladjusted? Why is Josiah the way that he is? And this yeah. is giving well, me. Well, I was about to say, many Jack, people I'm maladjusted this, for yeah. other reasons. More and oh, more yeah. are saying more this. And more many saying are this. asking why is Josiah like this? <laughs> many have asked why is Josiah? Why are you like this? What bro- <laughs> what broke you? Like what in your life caught like? broke you to the point what where you broke are. me it was a man named john avery whitaker <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening and, to oh, everybody <laughs> thank you for listening we love you <laughs> uh yeah Re- phil, phil, remember guys believe in believe in wit supremacy phil side us out phil side us out phil side us out a bit of a so uh, you're, you're we're, a bit of a wit we're all talking yourself <laughs> We're all sick of talking about family. We were really gung ho about it in the beginning. <laughs> we've shed our, our our we, we, diesel. We've collectively costumes. decided to abolish the nuclear family as a result. <laughs> yes, we've started passing. Uh, we've started passing around nihilist. copies of like Lenin, and like we're we're all just like we need to we need to dissolve the family. It's yep, it's over, finally. folks. It's mm. over. So we're you know we've shed our the visage of of Vin Diesel. We are like our prophet. Our king mm-hmm. uh vincent diesel i assume that is his full name <laughs> has failed us um, i think it's Dizel. you vincent, fucking kidding me vincent <laughs> diesel Vin- <laughs> i think so, it's um, Dizel. vincent Dizel. De Shield. It's it's like De Shield. It's 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 kind of yeah. unusual. That's it's, no. It's that's another thing in this episode Czech. that can't be real. It can't be real. <laughs> it's not real. I'm lying. I'm no, lying too. Oh, I'm not. You. I'm making. Anyway, I'm making it um, up completely. I'm no, guessing. I've been. Right now. I've been Philip. You can follow me at Cryptid Director at Twitter.com, where I'll be crying about how I gave up coffee for Lent and I still have to have it given up for like two more weeks. It's more than that, buddy. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I've been Josiah. You Phil can follow so me. Phil just looks so crazy. You're just, and, you're just, and he's you're been Josiah. You're supposed to say other names, Phil. <laughs> he's been Josiah. You just completely broke, Phil. This has been a very, very, in, a very, very intellectually fulfilling episode. But, uh, you know, just like in Disco Elysium, uh, I'm running out of morale points and I'm on the verge of death. Um, Should have put more points that, into the, Inland Empire, my guy. That, that happened when <laughs> I, 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 I said Volition. Got, you need to put more points in Volition. My Inland Empire is going crazy right now. It's telling me that Dobson is a satanic prophet and um, that uh, Cop of the Apocalypse is going off in my other D- ear telling me about the gloam. Well, um, Mazovian socioeconomics is on the other side being like, but but how can we build more communism? The answer is you can maybe find with uh, Josiah at his Twitter account. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. You can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter.com. That's that's right. Yeah. And and uh, and Jackal. Yeah, Where you can, can we, uh... you can find me. I'm Jackal. You can find me at. at, at at you can follow oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in such pain i'm in such pain uh you can find me at where Jekyll can they Jester. find you boy you can find me at jackal jester on twitter.com where i will 
continue to yell into the void as the spirit of Revachal fills me with energy that the apocalypse is oncoming and the only thing the that glom, can stop it the is glom. inferred from materialism. The glom is coming! The glom! And and thank you for, for uh, having a, a collective meltdown with us, uh, Josh, from the from the um from Inevitable. the worst of all possible worlds podcast yeah, hell whose yeah. pa- whose Patreon is only six ninety nine I, I don't know Wait, if it's I memorized less than that. It's, it's five less, bucks, it's actually. Five dollars, yeah. uh, What a deal! I know. You're losing money not signing up for that, that's to be right. honest. That, that's, You're that's actively around. losing money right now! Well, and, and Dude, a, lot of the, a lot of the Adventures in Odyssey episodes are behind that paywall, so it's, yeah. it's worth that $5, let me tell you. If you Every time you more don't about subscribe... Wit. To their Patreon, you're losing money. And uh, as long as Twitter's around, we're at Tawapwa T W O A P W on uh, on Twitter. I'm Boss J, and uh, yeah, and that's worst that. possible dot world is our. Website. All right, guys, time to finish the suicide pact. You got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. The oh yeah. yeah I've got first. my knife in hand for sure. Yeah. All right. Can I go first? And that, I really, that's I been gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. That's been Mammonberg, everybody. That's been if you have bad thoughts, uh, just remember, if you have bad thoughts, you sh- your parents should have beat you more. No, exactly. Okay, all right. <laughs> exactly. We love you. We only and remember, we do, the reason why we, we, do. We, we do this is we love you. We do. <laughs> we love you. Let's look briefly at the discipline of children consider why it's so important to lead them with confidence. I hate being the bad guy. I'd like to be the soft, quiet mom that says, oh, honey, would you do this? And, and then child says, sure, mom, with a beautific smile and goes off and opens. Well, I understand how difficult it is to confront a child who's misbehaving because, you know, we love our kids so much and it's, it makes us uncomfortable to feel like we're the bad guy at home. Nevertheless, it is important to understand that discipline is not something parents do to a child. It's something that's done for him or her because kids need to know where the boundaries are. Well, that's all for today. If you ever want to write to me, just send your Carter letter to Adventures in Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, BC, V6B4G3. And be sure to visit us on the internet at witsend.org. Adventures in Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.